Adam, do you know why depressed people always give the best head? Mm. No, no, I don't. But I, I hope to someday know the, know the journey. <laughs> Your wife's well on her way. Uh, <laughs> I know. I've, I've only been given by people who aren't depressed. So oh. I'm just like, because they're so happy. They're, they're, they're so giving. Therefore, well, they, they're not depressed. Well, the answer is because they don't care about breathing anymore. Oh, don't you just breathe out your nose? I'm not sure. I've only seen it in videos. I don't really like, I can't say I've like experienced it in real life. And you've just been giving and getting awful head then. If you just can't like, <laughs> if you don't like smother yourself, oh. man. <laughs> I know. I know. And that's always like the icky part when you watch it in videos and there's like tufts of hair. It's like, oh, she's not, she's not enjoying she's had, that. Yeah, she's not having a good time. Yeah, <laughs> no. Like, I'm going to just turn this one off and find Everybody something. Groom yourself, all right? It gives you. Yes. It, 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 okay, I'm not going to give sex advice on this show. <laughs> I like to find ones where you know, like, there's not a lot of hair down there, so I, I, I only go to that part of the web. I don't yeah, know if yeah. there's like a. Is there a part of the web that only has like trim, like 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 bald <laughs> people? I'm not sure if that, I, I don't know if that's is that illegal or illegal. <laughs> I'm not really sure. I'd like, depends, to, I'd like to. Depends on what I state hope, you're in. I know, so I try to. I try to like not look for it mostly, but um, you know, I don't know what I'm talking about. I think I like <laughs> the original like punchline to that joke because like, hey, I'll, I'll try it again. Okay, hey Adam, why why do depressed people give the best head? Because when they go down, they stay down. Is that one better? Oh. No. Okay. <laughs> Never mind. Never mind. On to the show. <laughs> Welcome to the skinny with Mike and Adam, everybody. We got. I love. Uh, we, uh, I love just what goes through Mike's head on a given week before the show is like, I'm going to come up with the best joke here. Oh man, this one's I about promise oral you, sex. I am, I am going to make you like burst out, like genuinely laughing one day. I mean, like mm. what we are 446 episodes into the show. I don't think I've done it once. There's a few, there's a, there's a few maybe from like 2020 or so. I mean, it was a hilarious time. I was already, I was oh, ready man. to laugh. Oh yeah. So we were much. so funny. The world was just so funny. Oh man. I know. We were just on fire. Like I always feel like, <laughs> Hey, I'm a funny guy. I make people laugh. But like when I try, it doesn't work. You know what I mean? Like I can never be a stand-up Maybe. comedian because like I can't try to make people laugh because that seems to never True. work. I mean, usually stand-up comedians aren't sitting on a video screen <laughs> with their friend at eight o'clock in the morning trying to make them laugh. Like they're in a and they're in a club, everybody's been drinking, having a good time. Mm-hmm. And then they're like, hey, there goes that guy with glasses. I think he's funny. <laughs> he looks like Neil Brennan. But darker. <laughs> so if I were to go into a club and people have been drinking and maybe I'm the opening yes. act for some for Neil Brennan or whatever, and I were right. to tell I would tell these these schmucks, hey, why do depressed people give the best head? Because when they go down, they stay down. Like, do you think Man. that would like kill? I think it might, because especially for Neil Brennan being a very depressed man yeah. who's had numerous procedures to help his depression mm-hmm. and he's been very open about that. I mean, he might 
laugh. The rest of the group might be like, oh man, that was dark. Yeah. Dude, I better get out of here. Like, let's not even stay for Neil Brennan. I don't, I don't like where this is going. This guy just no. ruined my night. I'm going to go to the box office and get a, I came, get a refund. I came for comedy about depression and this guy just ruined my night. <laughs> took it way too far. Wait, I brought he my brought children. Sex into it. Yeah, I brought, brought my sex. kids tonight. <laughs> sex and depression should never mix. I mean, yeah. Yeah. That's really what it boils down to. And these people are very, very depressed. And you just brought them down to a whole new level. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and now, now I got them thinking about their own life. And nobody wants that, mm-hmm. you know? Nobody exactly. wants that. So hey, folks, it's a let's, bad idea. let's oh, have some fun. Let's get sad. Let's get funky. Today, we're doing uh, the greatest song in the world for the month of June 2023. This is going to be our ongoing segment. If you're just joining us, hey, thank you very much for finding our show. And uh, hey, today, we're just going to be talking about songs that we and the community loves. Uh, we put community. out uh, we put out a call to action both on the last episode and in, over in our Discord. And we got some great participation. We got three songs from the community. And, you know, one song from us. So today we're going to be discussing five songs in total that kind of run the gamut, baby. We got some uh, we got some alternative songs. We got some adult contemporary songs. We got some we, we, we I think we have a song that now breaks the record on uh, the greatest song in the world for oldest song. Right. I think when I brought in down in a hole for mm-hmm. episode one of this and that was 1992. Yeah. And this song like predates that i mean you're going back to the dark ages i mean this was back when like cavemen were banging on fucking rocks i mean that's i mean thomas like went all out he was just like i'm going like with the earliest form the earliest screamo really the earliest screamo exactly (laughs) i mean this is back before guitars were invented like these guys were just like strings on a milk carton you know man that's why the guitar sounds so rough Right. It's it's good. It's really good. And I mean, everybody like this is what it influenced like everything, really. It influenced mm-hmm. the Beatles and I mean and Elvis and, and all that. Milk core. Yeah, absolutely. Milk so. core. <laughs> <laughs> no, but it's a very funky song and it's something that uh, you know I, I wasn't familiar with. Adam, you are because you you know deep dived into this artist back in 2021 which is really cool. Yes. But uh yes. Yeah. but you know, but, uh, but prior to before we get to that, man, how how have you been? Man, well, I mean, you came over to my house last week, mm-hmm. and we all had a good time. Your jo- family joke, joking about COVID. I mean, we're just like, <laughs> it's COVID, man. It's over. And then as soon as you left, the child started sneezing <laughs> and dripping from the nose. So my fear was like, oh no, did Iris get Mike and Erica sick again? So I've been worrying all week that like germs were passed. You were like playing with my children being the better father that they mm-hmm. never had, which, which is, is why great. I come over because they just need mm-hmm. that good fatherly, you know, parental yes. figure in their life. They need to like be picked up and flown around the house. And then to the extent that as soon as you leave, they're like, okay, dad, now it's your turn to fly me around the house <laughs> repeatedly. <laughs> be cool. No. like Mike, go to bed. <laughs> no, <laughs> it's 1130 at night. I just can't, we can't do that now. So yes, she, she didn't get a fever this time. Again, she was just sick in urgent care. April 21st. Mm-hmm. This was all of what five weeks later, she's back to just flooding from the nose and uh, coughing and, it's just like, well, you can't send them to school when that's happening. So you just, luckily no fever this time. Good. So good. she stayed home for five straight days. She's still wild and crazy and playing outside and 
sounds like like you know all all congested <laughs> and then by like tuesday then the wife started to get sick so when and then so she had it even worse so you know of course i've been looking forward to june 2023 for most of my entire adult life that's true so I Today's episode this week. of the greatest song in the yes. world, right? <laughs> and I have a very busy week ahead of me, yeah. being a vacation week for me now. The Cubs are in California this entire week. Mm. I have many, many important days coming up that I don't want to be sick, don't hey, need to I be sick. Too? Yes, you're, you can. As long oh, as you yeah. <laughs> better pay me. <laughs> better pay you for your friendship. <laughs> you pay for friendship around here. <laughs> so I can't get sick or else I like, like, uh, of course, Ticketmaster emails me like, Hey, Adam, I see you got tickets for things coming up next week. Can you still go? If not, oh. click here to sell your tickets back. Ha ha ha. It's so easy. And I was just like, I don't need this delete. And then, like all of the chaos starts to unfurl. Yeah, but so, you could. But you know, if, if Ticketmaster has taught us anything, especially when it comes to music venues, is that you could easily sell your ticket for like ten times more than what I you know. originally purchased it. Don't you want to make money, dude? And like the San Diego Padres are selling out games for a team that is literally like just as bad as the Cubs right now. They're somehow selling out games because they sold all these tickets Ooh. on the hype that it was going to be a good season. And so people are still showing up and I'm watching the game last night and the Cubs won two to one. And you just see the entire crowd like with their arms folded the whole game, just shaking <laughs> their head. <laughs> like, I spent so much money on this and this team is not winning. So, you know, you feel bad for them on that side of things, but um, they're, but I, I can't speak too much because the Cubs still have three more games against them. And as soon as I put down a team, the Cubs are playing that team likes to, turn it around and get their season back on track. And so, is you Darvish you know, still on the Padres? You Darvish is still on the Padres. The Cubs are still paying his salary for the rest of this season <laughs> nice. because of, so, you know, we got one more year of paying him and one more year of paying Jason Hayward, who's happily making $23 million a year playing for the Dodgers this year. So, Ooh. you know, there's going to be some, some, some payroll opening up at the end of the season. We should uh, we should get the gang back together, you know, get all those awesome players, especially the ones we're still paying, and just put them back yep. on the Cubs for a little bit. Let's just see how that goes. I know. And Chris Bryant's played a whopping 92 games for the Rockies over the last two seasons with all of his injuries. So he's he's doing great in that seven-year multi-million dollar contract that he got. And Anthony Rizzo seems to be the only one making some some. some uh, good marks with the Yankees. Mm. The Yankees are a fairly decent team still. Oh. So, uh, but yes, I have a very important week coming up and we're, we're going to see Shohei Otani pitch against the Cubs on Thursday. Oh, he's my favorite. <laughs> and uh, unfortunately he won't be pitching at the game on Tuesday that you and I are going to. Oh, that's, so. I, he's not my favorite. I, 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 I lied. I was testing you. Oh, okay. I, I think I, I thought you would know him. He's he's he's, he's the Babe Ruth. He's the current Babe Ruth of the modern scene. He can he's hit he hits a lot of home runs and oh. he pitches. Oh. So he's a two two way player. That's interesting. Um, I know, and he's Japanese, and he's he's pretty awesome. So and he's a big maybe boy. The Cubs can beat him. No, he's a little skinny guy. Oh, cool. Yeah. So I mean, his muscles are probably big, but compared to the other quote big boys of baseball, of which there are several of them these days, I don't know what happened to the nutrition uh, when it comes to baseball players. But 
they seem to be going reverting back to where they were in the 80s where everybody was like 250 pounds yeah. and shuffling stuff. over to first base after they hit the ball <laughs> like you know what helps me win games chili dogs and chili dogs eat, and beer <laughs> i need three of them before the game <laughs> so, so anyway the cubs are not having the greatest of seasons right now but they took two out of three from the rays who are the best team in the major leagues all while scoring a grand total of like six runs in three games but the, the the pitching was was impeccable so i can't yeah. argue with that and so they got two runs last night but the padres only got one run so hey that's a win you gotta, <laughs> so, gotta cheer on the boys though i know i know so um yes so far i am not feeling any symptoms thankfully Good. and i'm hoping that i can survive the rest of the week without getting sick if yes. I'm lucky. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you've only got a couple of days, but now you got to worry about other people germs too, because you're going to be out with like other people in a couple of days. That's, that's, that's right. scary. I, I was, great. I was with other people for a little bit and then I got COVID. I Do you know, want COVID I again? I, I mean, it, whatever has, has to happen, has <laughs> to happen for me to get through this week and make it to my baseball games. That's yes. all that matters. <laughs> yeah. If you catch COVID and that causes the Cubs to win, God damn it. You're willing yes. to make that sacrifice. I might. I, I think I am. I really think I am. So, um, so far, so good. The kid, the little one graduates from the preschool nice. this Wednesday. I've, I, so that's an exciting venture. It's funny that they graduate on Wednesday, but then they have two more full days of school after that. So <laughs> work on well, your scheduling. Are... preschool. Come on. It, this is the way they do it, and that's fine with me because it gives her a place to be on yep. Thursday and Friday. So <laughs> that's fine. Um, and yeah, I think that's everything. Otherwise, just waiting to podcast, enjoying nice, listening to old podcasts, enjoying the fact that there's hardly any new albums coming out in the yeah. next couple of weeks. <laughs> Adam just reminded me that July <laughs> is, uh, is 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 literally empty save for one right. album that we're excited for so hey paris. you know Par- yeah we got paris is evergreen coming out on july 14th so hey maybe that might be a good time for us to catch up on some other albums as well uh i've Backlogged. only been listening to uh take me back to eden for the last couple of weeks uh <laughs> with you know with how awesome that album is uh so maybe that, that might be the time for me to finally you know uh catch up on some uh deftones like i threatened uh, all those all those months ago I think they have 10 albums altogether. Yeah. I might as well get started. You know, I'm, right. I'm almost, I'm almost done with uh, Taylor Swift. So by the time July rolls around, I will be done with Taylor Swift. So, um, I, and if, if this past album is any indication, I am personally done with Taylor Swift. <laughs> <laughs> oh no. <laughs> so it looks like Deftones have nine albums and nothing since 2020. That's including ohms, right? Yeah, Ohms, which we listened to back in 2020, but yeah. nothing since then. And that album was pretty big for them. Mm. You'd think they'd want to make another album, but whatever. Well, they, they seem to be on the every four-year plan. Yeah, they just point. seem to be a band that's just like, oh, we're just going to put out an album this year. You know? Mm-hmm. So that might be an interesting deep dive. I have other ones from the old days that, I'm, that I want to do, but I still don't want to do. Mm-hmm. So I'm, I'm, I, I'll consider it maybe uh, we should make a rule that you're only allowed to deep dive bands and artists now that have five albums or less that would be tough 
because there's there's legacy acts out there that I still haven't listened to that and I'm just you have like, well, to what's pick all five albums from them and only deep dive into those? <laughs> I, I that's really really complicated for me, so I I can't agree to that. <laughs> you do this to yourself, Adam. You do this to yourself. Yeah, I know, I know. And someday I'll be able to like sit down and enjoy albums without being covered in small children. I'm like, wait, I need to listen to this. I, there might be important plot points, mm -hmm. but no, it's just like, Hey dad, look at this thing I drew. Hey dad, what's over here? What's dad? Dad, 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 dad. That's, that's my, that's my life while I'm trying to listen to the new Foo Fighters album. <laughs> Instead of you and your wife having children, you and yes. your wife should have just had albums. Yeah, we did. <laughs> For like a lot of years, <laughs> and then it all just fell apart. That worked out great, and you, and you guys had to I, fuck it up. I know. I listened to like what thirty six albums in twenty twelve, prior to the older one being born. Yeah. Like I was, I was on, I was on a good pace. Because <laughs> now, now thirty six <laughs> albums seems like a like a good year. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I listened to seventy five albums. Eight <laughs> of them were really good, <laughs> including the day to remember whole discography, which was your number something Must. album of the year. <laughs> I've, I've redeemed myself for this. We went back yes. in time and redid it. That that whole era of my life doesn't exist anymore, <laughs> thanks to Doc Brown. And I refuse to change anything because if you if anybody knows me, I just refuse to change ever. This is your time. This is your time. If you want to avoid like like jumping into nine albums from the Deftones, this is your time to embrace your new top 100 list. Mm. Like mm. I said, it's I really easy, that. Mike. You make a list of all of the albums that you enjoy that but aren't on your top 100 list. That you, but that's the problem. The longer I, the longer I put it out, because we did that in 2017, Mm -hmm. the longer we put it off, the more albums I have to add to that list. Man. Right. But the, but the fun of it is listening to those albums. I've told then, you this before. Like, like you start listening to them and you're like, oh yeah, that's why this is fun because I get to listen to these albums that I really enjoy. And then you can see where it ranks next to, I don't know. What was that band with an H that, that you enjoyed? There's, there's a few of them in there. Some 41's Chuck. Yeah, they're gone. <laughs> Get out of here, Chuck. <laughs> and then you can, or you can move Chuck up. You can re-listen to Chuck and have a great time and be like, oh, hey, this is actually my number 87 album. I, I like it a wow, little bit more than this one. This is actually better than Brian Fallon's Sleepwalkers. Who would have thought it? It might be. Yeah. It might be. Especially yeah, now that you've listened to Metallica and you've I seen do it, the influence. But if I do it now, then at the end of you'll 2023. No, then you'll have a good time and you're you avoiding a good time on, on yourself. You zip it. You zip it, mister. <laughs> if I do it now, then at the end of 2023, I'm going to have a whole, whole other bunch of albums to consider. That's not fair. That you enjoy. That That's you enjoy. Fair. Remember, like for this year, there's going to be seven to nine albums that we actually enjoy. But this <laughs> list over here, you're going to enjoy all of them and you're going to wow. have a great time. Because I remember thinking that way at, in 2017. Like, I can't do this. There's no freaking way. And then I just, I, I alphabetized all the albums and I just like started, I'm like, oh, Amity Affliction and AFI. I'm having a great time listening to these albums. <laughs> and, and then you weed out the ones that are like not super great. And it's, 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 it's a good time. I recommend everybody do it. Daniel updates his list every six hours. So, I mean, like That's he true. enjoys it. And yeah. 
and I'm sure Dave does too. <laughs> you guys are all braver people than I do. I swear to God, it's just, it's just the idea of you have been touching that again is just exhausting. So <laughs> you have you have to want to have a good time. Right now, you're sitting there thinking, "I'm not going to enjoy this because I'm going to be anxious listening to music I enjoy," which doesn't make any sense. No, that, I'm going to be that, that anxious shouldn't... making this list and then thinking about the future when you guys give me a hard time about make updating the list again. <laughs> all you do is just add. The 2023 albums that would meet that criteria. And there 20, might be zero of them. 17 and 2018 <laughs> and 2019 and 2020 and 2021 mm-hmm. and 2022. Yeah. Good God. That's going to be a whole new list, man. That's like seven albums per year. That's like. You've already added one. So six albums from 2018 alone. That's just like my, my new top 60. That's just my <laughs> new top 60. How about that? Yeah. Is that what you yeah. want, Adam? <laughs> Wasn't there a band called Heathens or something like that that you you enjoyed somewhere in in the Heathens? What the fuck are you talking about? (laughs) You might have to bump them down a couple of notches. That's that's okay. Heathens. I'll see. See now (laughs) you're freaking me out because I'm like, who the fuck are Heathens? And then I look at the. Oh yeah, that's like my number sixty-two album of of all time. Anyway, I know. See, so there's other albums that maybe didn't stand the test of time Mm. that don't belong on this list. And that's okay. And then again, you can bump it down to like, you know, top 100 through top 178. Like I have. See, and I'm never, you just, you I'm never going to do that. I am never going to do that. No siree. Absolutely not. <laughs> As Mike organizes the financials of a multi-million dollar company, he can't look at albums he enjoys and, and rank them from ones he likes. To You're trying to take a hobby much. that I love and, and make it something that I hate. <laughs> <laughs> but no. you in, you enjoy doing these financial workings for this company because I get paid very 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 well by this and company. the podcast the podcast doesn't pay you very very well it might someday again please subscribe to us on on Spotify that's <laughs> <laughs> all that's all I got to say hey speaking of Spotify I three mean, dollars seventy three dollars a year I mean that's that's pretty good. Dude. It's not nothing. It's not nothing. Hey, we we need we need some of our advertising uh, uh, dollars back. We do have a secret benefactor who is financing the show every every week. But uh, which oh my gosh, so generous of them. But like yes, agreed. yeah. So but but we would like our advertising dollars back. Hey, anyway, hey, if you're if you speaking of Spotify, <laughs> I um we're gonna get to the show eventually. I promise. Uh, uh, <laughs> I, I if you subscribe to us on Spotify, I do put up like polls, including on this episode. You know, I'm going to be asking you guys what your favorite song from this episode is. Uh, last week, when we did our track by track by "Take Me Back to Adine by uh, Sleep by Sleep, a token, uh, I put down a poll uh, of uh, one, two, three, four, five uh, answers, and I asked you guys who is Vessel, and uh, this is the results. Uh, <laughs> All of, right, this is the results of that poll. Did we get uh, four 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 comments this time? We actually four got votes? well, we got four votes this time. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, I, I do want to like try to make the show a little bit more interactive, but you can only do so uh, on Spotify. So, hey, that's another incentive. If you guys want to participate in the polls, uh, listen to the show over on Spotify, and you can take you can take part in these as well. And, and I'll do my best to like read them on the show. 80, 85 subscribers, four votes <laughs> <laughs> on Spotify, right? Yeah, um, but uh, here we go. Uh, zero votes went to uh, Matt Healy. So at least these people did not think. Uh, that Matt Healy is, and you know what? I, well, I was thinking this you're past, wrong. <laughs> well, I was thinking this past week, like my original uh, sincere uh, idea of who Vessel was was the guy from Imagine Dragons. 
Mm, okay. I believe okay. I I believe like I, I sincerely said or one of those at, at um, one of those uh, the, the Sputnik review mentioned that this was just Imagine Dragons knockoff right. something or other. Right. So right. okay, okay. He's wrong uh, with, but that's okay. <laughs> with twenty five percent of the votes, one vote went to Ethel Kane. Somebody in there thinks that <laughs> Ethel Kane is, is well. Vessel. You're wrong too. <laughs> With 25 percent of the votes, one vote went to <laughs> nothing, nowhere. <laughs> mm, you're wrong too. Zero <laughs> percent of the votes went to Jim Steinman. Looks like he's looks like he's still dead. And you're wrong. Everybody's and wrong. Fifty percent. Fifty percent of the votes on this poll, two votes went to some guy TM. Some guy, <laughs> and, some and part guy none of, of us have ever heard of. Yeah, and like who part of me have thinks, a lot, a, a lot of money for for stage effects and yeah. makeup and all the stuff. It ha- like that's what I'm saying. It ha- it has to be it somebody established, be, right? Yeah, but like, Man. but if we did find out that one day it was just some guy, somehow mm-hmm. that wouldn't surprise me. If it was the that guy from okay. Imagine Dragons, that would not surprise me. If it was. Ethel Kane, I guess it, that would not surprise me. Well, that would surprise me. I'm like, whoa. Yes, that would <laughs> surprise that me definitely. <laughs> but uh, no, no, I've never listened to Imagine Dragons except for a few singles here and there. But mm-hmm. you've listened to them more than me, I think. Yes. Does any any similarities musically? Uh, actually, yes. So, like, mm. I, I think the delivery of Vessel really matches the guy from uh, Imagine Dragons. I know it's overly processed, mm-hmm. but like, I got got to kind of imagine uh, his vocal tones. Uh, outside of that and like and again like the range too like i think imagine dragons has like really boring music especially these days but like mm. he does hip-hop he does r&b he does soaring vocals he does arena mm. rock like it's the pieces are all fitting and that band mm. is so big that i think he needs to be anonymous in order to get away with something like this and i and while i think the imagine dragons project is really boring i think that guy might be creative enough to get away with this sleep token project so i don't know it's i i do do remember theorizing this in the 2021 album as well right well imagine dragons had an album in 2021 but none Mm -hmm. since yeah origin oh my god that album's so boring oh no that was 2018 oh mercury act one in uh 2021 okay whatever it was that one was just like ugh, i'm done with this band (laughs) So it went it, to number two on the charts. How could it be bad? Because boring people listen to music too, Adam. It's it went platinum. How can it be bad? <laughs> you listen to it, and <laughs> oh, okay, and you tell me how bad it is. Three, four, five. They have five. This this meets your criteria. I could deep dive this. <laughs> <laughs> Best of luck to you. Well, the early stuff is much better. I I I, I think. Mm-hmm. But uh, okay. so here we go now. Uh, actually, before Seven we get to this. Platinum. Before we get to this, uh, this 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 new segment or this uh, this, this reoccurring segment, uh, we gotta we gotta we gotta get invited in, uh, you know, like vampires. We gotta get invited in by our good friends JB and KG. Thank you, gentlemen. And the peculiar thing is this, my friends: the song we sang on that fateful night it didn't actually sound anything like this song. This is just a tribute. You gotta believe. Matter of opinion. Ah, 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 ah. Good God, God love you. I'm so surprised to find you can't stop me. I'm fired, you're fired, rich motherfucker. Come on, get your ass. 
so cool. <laughs> and maybe that should be the new transition song from now on. <laughs> Welcome to the greatest song in the world, June 23 edition. Uh, we got some, we got some, we got some great stuff uh, lined up for you folks, and uh, we're gonna do things a little bit different. Sorry, Adam, I forgot to tell you this. I think I'm gonna read the uh, the submissions beforehand before we get into the mm. uh, actual tracks. I think uh, okay. I think it's gonna give the listener a little bit more context and uh, and you know some of the write ups that the that our friends over on Discord and through our email uh, submitted some really good stuff and some great insights into these songs. So if you did people did people vote on this to change it up. Uh, I'm going to. So if you're if you're listening to us on Spotify, you can uh, go vote for what your favorite track uh, of the five today uh, for what this episode was. And uh, yeah, I mean, interact as much as you want. And if you want to expand upon it, there are a few ways that you can. Uh, we ha- we have a Discord that is also linked in the description below. Uh, you can come join in. It's free. Uh, you can just kind of chill and listen to us bullshit for in between episodes. We talk about music news. We talk about new album uh, releases. Our release dates we, we just talk about new songs what we're listening to uh we have a great time over there uh and if you just don't if you just don't want to interact you can do that too like the majority of the people on our discord don't interact which is cool dude uh but if you also want to interact with us like outside of discord you can email us over at the skinny with mike and adam at gmail.com uh so what was the point i was making <laughs> um you're gonna read the things beforehand rather than after Correct. So yeah, we got we got sent these over. We got sent these on Discord and through email as well. So uh, let's just kind of start in the order that they were submitted. So a uh, good friend of the show, Daniel, he submitted this one first. Uh, and Adam, what's your familiarity with the band uh, Marahut? I again, both. I'm sorry, Daniel. The, the band so long <laughs> forgotten. The song yes. is Marahut. Sorry. I'm pretty positive that he posted this back when we were doing the Bye We Al Swally before we all had panic attacks about it and gave up. Um, <laughs> we really should have turned that into one album instead of three. <laughs> I, I think he might have put this EP on there. I know they have a f- couple other LPs. Mm-hmm. Um, but yes, so unfortunately, that would be my only connection to this. When I listened to the song, it didn't rem- it didn't strike in my mind as something I remembered too much. Mm-hmm. Um, but man, it sounds like me without you. So I understand Daniel's love for this and it's a very, exactly. very good song. It is a very good <laughs> song too. And, and I can't wait to, to, to read out what is, what, what he said here. But yeah, when I put this on my playlist, I kind of listened through it throughout the week, you know, I just kind of had it on. Uh, and then the song started, I'm like, who, when did I put me without you on this list? And, and so, yeah, I, I, I had to remind myself this is so long forgotten. So it's not a band that I'm familiar with. Uh, it, it, and you're right. I, I think I do remember him submitting this in the bi-weekly album swap list at some point. Um, but this is what he has to say <clears throat> about the song Marahute by So Long Forgotten. One of my favorite songs from the highly underrated and ironically forgotten indie rock band that never got the acclaim bands like Me Without You or As Cities, As Cities Burn got. Mm, this song is the go. perfect summation of my taste. It has crashing drums and beautiful guitars I, I love, matched perfectly with melodic and shouted vocals to craft a true indie rock classic. As usual, the focal point for me is the lyrics. The song deals with the narrator being frozen in place by the uncomfortable truth that he no longer holds the beliefs that were instilled in him at a young age, specifically the belief in hell. It is earnest and gut-wrenching, and the vocalist's voice cracks slightly 
when he says, If I start crying now, I may never stop. As he deals with the anxiety and fear thrust upon him by these damaging beliefs and the pain of having to come to terms that a fundamental truth in your life was never true at all. The song hits close to home as this is the exact journey I went through when detangling my own beliefs. Uh, my favorite part of the song is when the, is when the chorus where the, vocal, where the vocalist emphatically shouts, it's not, I won't, it can't exist. I spent enough time fully aware that it existed. The song makes me emotional and gives me chills every time. And that, of course, is why it makes it the greatest song in the world. So yeah, we're in for some uh, we're in for some heavy heavy stuff here for this song. So uh, do we want to go ahead and get uh, heavy? Yeah, we, absolutely. Uh, so <laughs> let's go ahead and listen to it now. This again, this is Marahoot by the band So Long Forgotten. This is from uh, from their self titled over in uh, 2016.
Where's the tissues, man? Where are the tissues? I got chills because I've been listening to it for the last like few days. So yeah, this, this song gives me chills. And again, the, the context that I, that Daniel very so eloquently like put into the song too, like really adds to it. And you know, it's a, it's a journey that I think a lot of people go through, right? That kind of again, Daniel put it like perfectly, like detangling your own beliefs. Like that's a difficult thing to do. No matter you know if they're religious beliefs or. You know, they're just toxic things that you have learned and picked up throughout the years. And you, as you come, as you become older and become more wary of different worldviews that may like challenge your own personal beliefs. So you have to like really look into yourself and, you know, learn to un- uh, unpack those things and like reframe and unlearn certain things that like you may have thought were true one day, you know? So it, it, it's, 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 exactly. it's a very it's it's a very complicated song, and like I, I really like the way that the, a lot of the lyrics, you know, handle uh, that that very difficult part. That I, I like to think most people have gone through it at one point or another. Man, yeah, and it's and it's got that lovely "me without you" kind of swagger to it. Yeah, that, and, that kind of that that speak shouting that uh, "me right. without you" is perfected. Right. All right. So, so I was very happy with it as well. Yeah, amazing pick, Daniel. Thank you so much for participating. Like we can every, every time we do this every month, we can always count on Daniel to like you know submit an awesome pick for us and just uh, you know help make the show better. And and that's and that's really cool too because like I I love doing this segment. It, it's one of my new favorite segments that we do because like really whether you guys participate or not, and you know or whether you guys check this out on twitter or just found it on on your favorite podcasting service too like you guys are making the show better and like and 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 you're really making the show better when you participate and like submit your picks and like make yourself vulnerable and share your life story and 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 see how it relates to these songs so like that the the, the segment turned out like way better than i imagined i thought we were just gonna bullshit about songs when we (laughs) first came up with this but like this is this is really cool so thank you guys so much no that's what i'm saying this is gonna be what we end up doing every episode yeah, there's, Eventually. there's no limit of songs. Like, why are we wasting time with albums? We should be focusing on <laughs> one song every week. Forever. Take me back to Eden. We just got to <laughs> just talk about that every week, though. <laughs> uh, that, that might be true at times, at times. All right. So, so let's go ahead and right. move on to the next song here. We got a shout out to a friend of the show, Dave. Uh, and also, I'm, I'm also wearing... Uh, Dave's shirt here, Dave of Doom. Uh, you can find him on social media oh. at Dave of Doom. He's you know he's a graphic artist. Uh, he's a podcast host. He's a, he's a dirt bike rider. He's a he's a, he's a family of fifty. Uh, he has he's a father of like fifty three kids. Uh, <laughs> at least have there been more <laughs> since he knows of. Uh, no, but uh, no, he, he he's he's an old friend of the show, and uh, you know he's been on the show a couple of times as well too. So thank you, Dave, for submitting a song this it's month. Been years. It's it, been a long time. It has been, yeah. But uh, yeah, we, you know, eventually. It's been a long time. It's been a long time since he was on his own show. <laughs> I, yeah. Well, you know, he, he is. But August is right around the corner. They seem to be doing the every August kind oh, of really? thing. So I'm, I'm hoping that we get to hear Dave's voice one more time uh, this August. <laughs> Don't say one more time. That that, that makes it sound <laughs> that, that there's some hey, finality to it. I'll, I'll look out for for 2024 after that. I guess. There we go. But yeah, I mean, Dave, uh, you know, uh, former co-host, I suppose, uh, he's been on the show a few times as well. Uh, and, uh, and you know, eventually, eventually, you know, speaking of greatest song in the world, like, I'd love to get our listeners on here at some point. Like, two of the, like, two of the people who submit consistently, consistently are podcast hosts. So, like, 
they have experience being on podcasts. That's true. So like, hey, That's I'd love true. to get you guys I, at some point. Like I always feel when I listen to the dorkiest podcast, I'm like Daniel really wants to talk about music. And Mike <laughs> is just holding him back. Like I, I know, I know. Like he'll he'll throw in little musical tidbits with your was it what what you got there mm-hmm. segment at the end. <laughs> I think that's what the, the ending segment is. Yeah. They're like, oh, I've been listening to this album or I went to this show. And Mike's like, oh, that's great. Anyway, video games and video games and more <laughs> video games and lots of video games and me and video games. Well, what and you me don't. And me and me and me. And okay, bye, Daniel. That, what that's, I, that's, what you don't that. see is actually me like really verb. Like when, when I when I hit stop on the recording, I, <laughs> I viciously like verbally him. berate him and attack him right. and like tear him How down you? to his atoms before My- actually. My other podcast, my more successful podcast, as he always points out on the show. It's really funny when I say that. It talks about music and this is not that environment. (laughs) I talk about music. One place, Daniel. (laughs) No, but anyway, if we you're right. That'd be okay too. Yeah, you're right. Daniel, this is an open invitation. If you'd love to be on the skinny with Mike and Adam at some point, let's make that happen. Uh, exactly. It seems like Adam is inviting you. Like I've been trying to keep my two fucking podcasts uh, separate, separate, but fucking Adam over here is and trying very, to merge them over here because he's right. sick of hearing about video games on the other one. <laughs> Mike's Mike's always about separate and not being equal. So I think I'm going to try to bring us together. And what's great when you know you have two people talking over each other is when you have a third person. Wow, in I that love mix. that. You got, Three people talking over each other for at least an hour and a half. I mean, that's that's true podcasting right there. You so could always just do it, it for a segment too, and then tell them, "Hey, okay, go fuck off, Daniel." Bye. And we could schedule like a block for just like the listeners portion, and then another right. block for like you and just you and me. And then I, that, that's the thing about podcasting, baby. I can stitch it together. Well, I'm Daniel. You don't want to talk about you don't want to talk about Matchbox Twenty today, Mike and I do. <laughs> So we're gonna have to ask you to leave now. <laughs> oh, what's that? Oh, oh, I hear your pregnant wife. Oh, she needs you, Daniel. No, I'm just kidding. Anyway, anyway, moving on now to the next song here. Uh, yeah, Dave, uh, I'm wearing your shirt today. Uh, thank you, Dave, for submitting uh, 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 submitting uh, uh, this great pick. It's a it's a wonderful song too. And oh my gosh, like this is another band that uh, we. Well, I think he might have submitted at, at some point during a, a, a bi yeah. biweekly album swap list because uh, when i when i went to this song on youtube i had already listened to it which i was like what and then i listened to it and i'm like i don't think i've ever heard this song before <laughs> but somehow it had been listened to on, in my youtube it goes to show uh, you account. how long it's been since we've done bi- <laughs> bi-weekly album swap list over on discord yes this is the yes. band we the wild this is the, uh, this is from the song this is the song king of wounds this is from their 2016 album from the cities we fled so this is a very emotionally heavy song, too. So this is Man. what uh, Dave has to say about that. Uh, I'm sure I've discussed this song before, but here we go again. The song hits hard because this feels like a song I'd write for myself in like 2016. The main mm-hmm. character is me and my way oh, of no. living from 2008 to 2016, probably. Oh, no. Thankfully, a switch went off in my brain to realize that I was... The problem in my own story hurting people mentally for years absolutely horrible looking back at the things i did song always gets to me yet makes me happy i grew up at the same time so yeah i mean that's just a 
that's the wonderful thing about like music and art is that we can insert ourselves into the art and and reflect on our own lives and you know see the see the things that we've done and the way that we've grown as human beings so uh you know don't take it don't take it from us but uh here check out the song again uh the king of wounds by the band we the wild by girls you've laid then forgotten in your bed strong along just out of reach of the hearts of honest men halls are dressed with self-portraits snapped on your cell phone bought with empty compliments but hey you feel less alone Mindless subjects toast your name with glasses filled with piss. Your pretentious, narcissistic. Your throne is hollow and your kingdom does not exist. Anyone who's still a stranger 
stranger You're smarter to avoid the danger Or whip apart your self-esteem There is this wonderful line at the end of the song where he's apologizing to his mother, the girls of his past, his friends, and even the strangers that um, he has yet to meet. And he just warns them or he he apologizes to them. And then he warns strangers that like, you know, you don't want to get to know me. You don't want to, you don't want any part of me because I'm just going to ruin your life. And Mm -hmm. that like really was a gut punch because it was that before, you know? It was pretty heavy, and it was very much like what, what year was the song from? Twenty sixteen. So this was before Me Too. Yeah, because <laughs> this almost feels like a song that would have written been been written either as a response to it, yeah, a metaphor for that, or about a lead singer he knew that did terrible things and was now like canceled, you know, moose blood situation or something <laughs> right, like that. Yeah. <clears throat> so I, I I wasn't sure where that went but no he's already saying like okay yep i'm i'm the asshole i'm the reason that all men are scum mm-hmm. and uh i'm just gonna quietly step away and go live in a cave somewhere i guess yeah and even if you look at it from like that framing too like i love the sense of growth uh that the song invokes because i think that's something that we're all capable of like musicians included you know we hear you know on the on the topic of me too and you know and all these bands that get that have been canceled since then like it's never as simple as a like this band did a horrible thing and we should never listen to them again and if that's your point of view then you're very much in the you're, you're very much within your 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 rights in your own life to like never listen to the band again but like i think there's a lot of nuance to some of the things especially just bands that are like oh i've said something horrible or whatever then like we should always give i'm of the belief like we should never hold a person accountable like fully accountable for the rest of their life and never give them a chance to apologize or grow as a human being um you know and and as long as it comes from a genuine place right like they, they can't just put out some hollow pr statement that they didn't even write like oh yeah we here at uh dance gavin dance dance gavin uh, dance believe until the end and we want to welcome him back with open arms p.s this has nothing to do with sexual yeah that that was the (laughs) most fucking horrible way to Uh to to put that and it shows that like the band doesn't care tillian pearson himself doesn't care and is in fact denying shit that he's already admitted but yeah so like anyway (laughs) it gets me fucking curious Handsome garbage, yes. Yeah, uh, but you know, yeah, human beings are complicated, and like the 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 idea that the singer of uh, "We the Wild" like had that self reflection moment, whether it was, you know, I had a child, or I had a I had a partner who main who believed in me and like let me reflect on my life in this in this amazing way, like whatever whatever the case may be, or it was something that he came came upon on, on his own accord. Like the point is that we could we have the chance to grow. 
and 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 make ourselves better and be better every single day be better than we were yesterday that should always be the goal of all us complicated human beings and it's just a wonderful song and i and and i love the way it was written i did too i thought it was a really good song and again i don't know I don't know if I've listened to this band yet, which is the sad part. It might have just been the song that he brought up for like a, a, a recent episode or something. Yeah, Maybe over on talk- our over on our Discord, we do have a, a channel where we just like, hey, check out this song. It might just be songs that we are listening mm-hmm. to, or just songs that came to our head, or you know, a new music video. But you know, we we have lots of avenues of which we can listen to songs randomly. You know, right. So I'm always not a fan of listening to songs out of context because it makes me want to, like, I have to go listen to it in context and take a week with it and digest it. So when Mike sends me, hey, this is Dave's song, Daniel's song, like the day before we record, I'm just like, I'll try to listen to it like three times. <laughs> so <laughs> I think I think I did okay figuring it out. Well, so it's was, never too helpful. late to listen to So Long Forgotten's self-titled and We the Wilds from the Cities We Fled from 2016. Never there too late. Go. June it's and July are if, plenty of white space in there, man. <laughs> if they have less than five, that's Mike's standard. <laughs> less than five albums. I don't know. I can't. I, they're not on Wikipedia. They're so like unknown. So I just I can't find all the information out there. <laughs> with how many albums that they have, they're just going to crash Wikipedia with all of their albums. Dear God, I know. I know. <laughs> all right. So let's go back in time. Let's go back <laughs> in time again. This is back before music was invented. This band invented music. With how old it is. I know. They like started. I don't know if, if you've watched Bill and Ted's three, but oh, I, no, made I, the mis- I made the mistake of watching it in an attempt to come full circle because we talked about that movie a lot back in the early days of the podcast when it was first getting off the ground. Announced, and, yeah. And took eight years to come out and be made. And I was like, oh, hey, it's on Amazon Prime. I'm going to watch it finally. And then I was just like, oh, that was a bad idea. <laughs> But really, you just no. didn't, you didn't even you didn't even enjoy it just for the nostalgia factor of it. No, no, wow. and I think it's just because I'm I'm when I see Keanu Reeves, I'm not thinking Ted Logan anymore. I'm yeah. thinking John fucking Wick. <laughs> yeah, serious actor, fucking Neo from the Matrix. Like that's that's not a man who's who's having fun. Yeah, and he, I mean, it was basically a older version of Ted not having fun at all. And I, I sat there like, I did not laugh. I laughed at the beginning, but not Yikes. anymore after that. But anyway, I don't know if you've seen it yet. Right. No. I, okay. I, I, I don't plan on seeing it. Like it doesn't seem like a movie I would enjoy. It had, it had 82% on rotten tomato. So I was like, Oh, Hey, people seem to like it. Mm. But anyway, it's confusing without going into it. But they go back, their kids go back in time to pick up influential musical icons from the past. Yeah. And so they go, they pick up Jimi Hendrix and then they're like, oh, Jimi Hendrix is influenced by, by Louis Armstrong. And then they're like, Louis Armstrong was influenced by Mozart. And then it was like, Mozart was influenced by some random Chinese woman who played music in like the 1300s. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then they go back in time to her influences, which was some african lady in a cave banging on drums in air quotes yeah yeah and you know who her influence was (laughs) dire straits dire straits that's exactly what i was gonna say so yes we're back we're back into that caveman prehistoric time of 1980 dude we're 
we're clanking on rocks, dude. We're <laughs> we're strumming on like gigantic banana leaves, dude. Like, we're... right. So, needless to say, Bill and Ted's three look what probably looked better on paper than it did in reality. Don't yeah. watch it. I mean, that's <laughs> but... an interesting premise. Like, their daughter, it's their daughters, right? Their daughters who are like them when they were teenagers, right? Yeah, acting wise. So it's like a and it's a soft confusing almost. It's so confusing because you're just like, I don't know what the fuck is going on. But the whole movie is in real time, which helps because they only have a set amount of time to finally write the greatest song in the world. Yeah, but to unite know, Jack, the world, I think that's to, the yeah yeah. And the so like we we only have an hour and seventeen minutes. So like the whole movie goes with that time frame till they eventually do at the end and it's so not interesting by the end <laughs> so <laughs> i know you're down on the movie but like you're actually kind of convincing me to watch the movie <laughs> it sounds interesting i mean no matter how many cameos keep showing up out of nowhere for no reason whatsoever it just doesn't it doesn't go well <laughs> so that it's fine they 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 tried and that that's all that matters in reality because yeah. dire dire straits did not show up uh, surprisingly <laughs> But at least Dire Straits was was a virtual influence um, of this movie. But anyway, 1980, The Dark Ages, Mm -hmm. the album Making Movies. As I I jumped into this album when Tom recommended this band to me. Again, they only had five albums, so it was was okay. (laughs) Good. (laughs) So, um, and yeah, this was my favorite of all of them, and I feel like this is the band at their at, at their peak, even though. Brothers in Arms from 1985 was their commercial peak, mm-hmm. and everybody knows that one. But this is the band before they like launched into the stratosphere. And yeah, the opening track here is is pretty much the band doing what they do best mm-hmm. um, all tunnel, the way. Tunnel of Love in parentheses. Intro: The Carousel Waltz. Uh, this is what our friend of the show, Thomas, again, thank you so much for participating and your enthusiasm and always making the show better uh, with all of your guys' picks. This is what he has to say about uh, that. Uh, so <clears throat> he starts off with an apology. My apologies to the listener for this long-ass song. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I've, I've given other long-ass songs, even yeah. longer than this, so I think. Yeah, you may have the record for oldest song on this segment, Thomas, but right. you, I don't think you have the record for longest song yet. I think they're... I think we did like a 10 minute or right at some point. Well, if you, if you count the, the two meatloaf tracks that yeah. I kind of wedged in there, that was about nine minutes altogether. Okay. So, so, so. Adam still has the record on longest song. <laughs> so listening to take me back to Eden the past couple of weeks, got me thinking about ridiculously long songs that I love. Thanks to Adam for diving into this band in 2021 and reminding me of this epic song. The song is just a banger and a great way to start off this amazing album, making movies. Not much to say about this song, except that it has everything that makes Dire Straits great. Epic guitar work from Mark Knopfler. Knopfler? Knopfler? Non-cringy piano solos and Knopfler's signature crooning. Even at eight minutes long, this song breezes through and is so much fun to listen to. This is my favorite Dire Straits song, and it reminds me so much of my youth. This was one of my parents' favorite band. Is it the greatest song in the world? It might be. Interested to hear, but uh, yeah, we and we really gotta like incorporate that into our mm-hmm. uh, explanations. By the way, we're, we're really bad at that, but the listeners are really good at it. Uh, interested to hear. Every, interested to hear everyone else's picks this month. This month, 
Hope you and your wife are fully recovered and fully feeling better. We are. We are. We are. My wife included. She's yeah. better today. Good. And I'm fine. I'm fine. Ev- Thanks for asking. Everyone. <laughs> <laughs> you, you. It said you. It said you. Uh, right. But uh, uh, yeah, we're, we're all COVID free and hopefully disease free uh, all together here. And he signs off your fucking worship. That's right. That's right. Sleep token. There fucking you go. Praise. Praise his name. Uh, so <laughs> balding, balding millennials and 12 year old theater kids <laughs> unite. <laughs> All right. What? While, while you folks what? are listening. What? Mark Knopfler is a balding millennial. What can I say? I thought oh, you were sorry. talking about. <laughs> oh, no, no, no. Okay. Never. While, why would I say? while why, why? I'm sorting this out with Adam, you guys can listen to Tunnel of Love it's by Dire Straits. <laughs>
city to me when we were kids good it looks so pretty to me like it always did like the Spanish city to me when I And that's why, Adam, you'll never fucking make it in this podcast industry. The song's over. The song's over, Mike. We need to get back to talking about the song. (laughs) Anyway, I'm going to get back to you. Eight minutes of you berating me. I mean, I missed the entire song. Soon, motherfucker. Anyway, man, man, what a funky song, Adam. That song (laughs) has put me in a good mood. (laughs) It's a tunnel of love. I mean, 
for those of us who grew up in the the 80s with Dire Straits, with our parents listening to Dire Straits, Mm -hmm. it's like, unfortunately, his guitar work is just like a good or bad nostalgia trip back to <laughs> to sitting in the back seat of a convertible you know riding around with my with, with my parents that's really cool that like both you and he have like this nostalgia for uh, for dire straits back in the day right. yeah, this, i mean prior to you guys ever talking about this i've never heard of this band i've never heard of mark not 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 fuller uh or, or anything like that but like I, I would like to say, like, if I was of the age that I am now, or maybe younger in the '80s, like, I, w- I probably have a similar music taste. Like, I probably would have been, uh, you know, drawn to a band like this. Most than likely, other bands that are, you know, from around the '80s that, you know, I kind of cringe at these days. Because mm-hmm. I mean, remember 1985? Yeah, exactly. I mean, there's a whole bunch of different Dire Straits tracks that were out there that brought in a whole new audience to this band and expanded their reach way too far. Um, but again, this album is them in their purest form mm-hmm. without a doubt. Um, yeah. Cause again, this track jumps right into Romeo and Juliet track two, which is the exact song that catapulted the horrible crows. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you listen to that, that, that track, and a lot of this album and you hear a lot of horrible crows influences there. So, I mean, like the, it, it comes full circle in that regard. Cause you listen to Romeo and Juliet and you're like, Oh, well, Brian Fallon did nothing, n- nothing innovative. There's nothing original about that entire project. Now that I've listened to Romeo and Juliet. Yeah. Dire right. <laughs> it's it funny. Like listening to a band like this and then, you know, kind of knowing that like Brian Fallon likely took inspiration. And it's like, why do mm-hmm. we like Brian Fallon? Because like he's not an original. He has no original bones in his body. Because <laughs> 1980 was a long ass time ago. True. Remember, right? Yeah, exactly. Remember, he he was waddling in in pampers when this album came out as well. Yeah, exactly. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Gaslighting women at the at the at the sand park. Oh you my know. god! <laughs> you just brought us back to fucking We the Wild. This, it all oh, full man. circle, man. Brian he was Fallon. like, hey girl, <laughs> hey girl, hey, you give me that, you give me that toy truck. I'll uh. I'll, I'll, I'll give you, I'll, I'll give you this dinosaur. And then you would just take the toy truck and run away. <laughs> I'm going to write a song about this. Exactly. So. <laughs> right. Right. Break my heart. I'm going to fucking tear your fucking life apart. Anyway. Right. But that track is funky. I had never heard it before 2021. I mean, all this entire album, I had never heard before mm-hmm. 2021. But again, like I kept on thinking a lot of people like this band, but what the fuck? Walk of life. I mean, everybody should have been running from this band. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Dude, walk of life. So I, I never quite understood where people were like, no, man, that album, the, the, this band is pretty good. And that, that song is, yeah, a good, a, a, a good snapshot of the, of the re- far reaching powers of his guitar work mm-hmm. as well. And again, left-handed, the dude is only finger picking yeah. on the guitar. He's not using the, a, a guitar pick at all. Yeah, that's that's so that really is. interesting, especially with that guitar style, man. And like when you you can hear it too at certain times, especially that <clears throat> big guitar solo in the middle of the song. Mm-hmm. But the, and the piano cor- outro right there, mm-hmm. I had forgotten the oh, he did that one too. The, the incestuous nature of Bruce Springsteen. Oh, um, obviously Roy Bitten, the Bruce Springsteen's piano player, also played piano on bad out of hell one oh. and 
and other subsequent Jim Steinman projects. Um, I forgot that he is also on this album playing guitar or playing piano. Very cool. And Jim Steinman, the most epic songwriter of all time, some would say, has he might gone also on record. Be vessel. But he's gone on record saying Roy Bitten is the greatest piano player that's ever lived. Oh wow! So cool. I mean, like, and you can hear it. You can hear it on this track. Is that? Yeah. Like, it's fucking dope. And then like, I always think like, Oh, you know, Jim Steinman is the greatest piano player. But then I look up, Oh no, Roy Bitten played piano on all these Jim Steinman albums as well. Yeah. And keep so, in mind, Roy Bitten was the inspiration for Mozart. He was, he was, <laughs> and I'm pretty sure he was vessel possibly too. Exactly. So you exactly. never know. <laughs> Everything's coming full circle. The skin of like an Adam are here to put the pieces together folks, but uh, right. we want right. to take this time before we move on to our songs. So thank you guys, the listeners for, <clears throat> for submitting your tracks uh, for this month's greatest song in the world. I think those songs really are content, uh, really are really are contenders for the greatest song in the world. So uh, keep, it's gotta be, <clears throat> gotta be man. So we moving on now to our songs here. Uh, Adam, who wants to go first? Well, mine is pretty emotionally heavy, obviously. Mm. Yours is just like a banger of an arena rock anthem. Yeah. I There's mean, some could, like heavy themes. I yes. Mean, heavy-ish themes in it. Yeah. Um, right. If you want, I mean, arena rock for 2003. Correct. Not for, yeah. not for the 80s, which we discussed, the Dark yeah. Ages. Exactly. But, <laughs> but for 2003, this was, the, I mean, this was the track. This was mm-hmm. the track that made me want to listen to this band in 2008. Yeah. Something similar <laughs> to me as well too, because you know, uh, when the song, uh, we're talking about the, we're talking about the band AFI, this is coming off of the, the album, sing the sorrow. And I oh. wanted to pick something off of this album because this goddamn year is this album's 20 year anniversary. Years. I think it's coming up in July. I think it is. I have to read. I have to look, oh, at the look it again. up the right Thank now. you very much. But, um, when the song girls, not March, great March, 11th. March, Oh my God, it's 20 it's years old. Passed. Good fucking Lord. I should just fucking kill myself. Uh, <laughs> when the song Girls Not every episode, Gray. Every episode, Mike brings up at least one reference to his impending suicide. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Remember, people who are depressed give the best head. <laughs> anyway, when the song Girls Not Gray started coming out and like kind of took over the airwaves, it, it, made, it put this band on the map for the mainstream. Mm-hmm. It like, sure did. I wasn't the biggest fan of that song. I was like, ah, I don't really know like this like ultra feminine like punk music. I don't. I didn't get mm. it at the time, of course, too, because mm. like, yes. I was into bands like Papa Roach, bro, <laughs> and like Trust Company and fucking Sum Forty One, bro, <laughs> and Lincoln Park, Lincoln like, Park, Meteora, Meteora yeah. was that year, but um, yeah. Go, go ahead. Keep telling me. I'll tell you. Yeah. So I was like, okay, well, I, I'm not. I, I don't know if I'm into this band because like even my sister. For my 2003 birthday, she even came to me like, hey, I was thinking of getting you Sing the Sorrow for your birthday. Like she was saving her allowance. Like she was going to save the $249 to actually Whew. buy the album, right? Man, man. <laughs> she was like, I'm gonna, I, was, I was thinking of getting you this album for your birthday because, you know, she just hears it on the radio or whatever. She knows I right. like rock music. So she's like, are you into this band? And I'm like, no not really you don't you don't have to don't worry about it he's um, a little you know effeminate you for know me. i don't really go that way you know but uh, i don't know if you've heard this song last resort by papa roach that's really what i'm <laughs> into <laughs> 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 men with more of a deep deep kind of 
cut my life into pieces. That kind of <laughs> exactly. thing. Exactly. <laughs> uh, but, uh, and then the song, uh, you know, the leaving song part two comes out too. Again, mm-hmm. not heard in this album. So I'm like, Ooh, this song's like, this song's fucking pretty fucking rocket. Right. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, okay, well, you know, maybe that's like the one good song on this album or whatever. Yes. And then the silver one. and cold <laughs> comes out as a, as a single. And that's what we're talking about right now. Uh, silver and cold comes out and like, I don't know what it is about this song. There's like this haunting nature to it. There's this like fucking ethereal darkness, but there's like pop sensibilities. Like this is a song like you, it sounds like that sold me on this band. Mm-hmm. And then like a year later, I think, cause like silver and cold, I think was the last single on this album. Yeah, no, it was like November of Oh three. Okay. Was the was when it was released. So it was definitely 2004 that I picked up, uh, sing the sorrow finally. So, wow, um, dang. yeah, but, uh, if you, I'm, I'm sure most of you have heard it, but, those of you who I guess are on the younger side again, fucking 20 year, 20 year anniversaries this year. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> anyway, uh, those crazy. of you who might not have heard the song, uh, let's go ahead and uh, play it right now, dude, because like uh, listen to it right now and then we'll, 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 we'll talk about it in just a bit. This is Silver and Cold by the band A Fire Inside.
Uh, I I fucking love songs, so let's just go ahead and play this fucking Please song do. again. And you know, I just love the like the kind of the somber way it starts, dude. Like just the very slow burn. It's gonna start in with some piano here in a bit, and just just the, the, the you know the, you hear the thunder clapping in the background. Like it really yes. adds this atmosphere, dude. And like. It really shows the range of AFI too, and uh, you know, and I wasn't, in, I had not heard of AFI prior to this um, album or the, any of these songs, so I didn't know that they were just like a full-on like West Coast punk band. So like, even so, even if you take that like context and lead it up to this song right here, like it shows like what a dynamic range this band has. Um, to really. You know, and this is like oh the, my god, this is I like know. the 2003 version of like, wow, this band could do anything, almost. Yes, you know, and you had no history with them prior, even though they had been around almost since the Dark Ages. Yeah, at this point, no, almost. <laughs> like like seven they were inspired years. by Dire Straits. That's how old they were. <laughs> but uh, it's, it, yeah, exactly. <clears throat> I was, I've, I've been around. I've been an AFI fa- fan since the beginning. That's right. Girls not gray. <laughs> but uh, yeah, like. <laughs> Exactly. I love like the gang vocals here in the chorus, dude. Mm-hmm. And like my first real exposure to the song too was like looking at the watching the music video for the song on um, Fuse. And like there's this like it's this really sad music video. Have you ever seen it? I don't believe so. Okay. The the, the no. song the the premise of the music video is that like Davy it's it's like in this London town too. And like those guys back in the day like looked like London punks. So I thought right. that they were a Europe right. band by the way uh, yes because of this music video but the like for like half the song Davey is like singing the song over a bridge in London and the rest of the band are like in a cafe just like enjoying themselves and then it becomes apparent that like oh my god Davey is is going to end his life he's trying to he's, he's just working his way up to like jump off this bridge and then the band gets like a phone call from him I guess they I guess they you know he said his goodbyes so they're like Starting through like the London streets in their little Mini Cooper or whatever the fuck they were driving, and then dude, br- brush the hair sideways first and get in the car, get in the Mini Cooper. Hold on, dude, don't fucking like turn so hard. I just did my hair so uh, it's 2003, but my hair soup is the most important thing in my life. But then at the end of the song, this was the, this was the beginning of that image. Yeah, I, it had to have been. There's yeah. no way that that that. Other than Silverstein in 2003, yeah, there wasn't too many other swoopy haircuts going on. Oh, from first to last, too, kind of, kind of sunny more. Oh four, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so it was that, first. that era, but yeah, but, but Davy Havoc's like that kind of like effeminate punk, like that, that really spread. I think, uh, and I think this band like, has that uh, that influence. But at the end of the song, Davy decides to step down from the bridge, walk away, decides not to kill himself. But in the background of the music video, when Davy's walking away. The band gets into a vicious car accident, no. and they accidentally kill themselves. So it's all, uh, but yeah, and that, it's over, and the yeah. band never recovered. Exactly, <laughs> and then to this day, this band hasn't put out new music. <laughs> That's what it was. It wasn't that skydiving accident I mentioned last year. Yeah, it was the car crash on a bridge. It, it's all Fuck. been archival music, uh, you know, up to this point. <laughs> but uh, yeah, that that like really dark music video, combined Man. with like how cool this song is. The, the the dynamic range of AFI and Davey Havoc as a musician, like mm-hmm. really sold me on this band, and like thank goodness for that because they've been one of my favorite bands since then. Previous yeah. albums that was I mean, 
uh, you can see this was even before my chem i mean my chem's first album was this year so yep they this was obviously much bigger but again you could see the shift in the culture coming away from the boy band lincoln park limp biscuit era oh whoops my bad <laughs> coming away from that yeah like you you can you can feel the change and i remember thinking that when girls not great because again i was i was all grunge all the time uh, in january of 2003 mm-hmm. when uh when this came out this girls not great came out the day after i had my first date with my wife Ooh. and i spent most of that winter of 2003 driving her back and forth from my house to her house in the wee hours of the morning because of, you know, mm-hmm. reasons, reasons. Mm-hmm. And so I'd always turn on 103.9 and just about every other minute girls, not gray would be on. I was just like, man. And again, I'm, I'm in the, the throes of music writing in yeah. 2003 and I'm listening to songs and their song structure and, and, and taking them apart and being like, well, this is, this is not very good because it doesn't have this and that. Like I'm, I'm all into that yeah. <laughs> at this point. And so girls, not great. is like, that chorus is way too poppy. Bro. <laughs> like I just, I you can't, can't do mix it. Pop with punk dude. Like no one's yeah. ever done that before. This is just no. a failed experiment. And I watched the video for it and I'm like, Oh, come on. Like black hair, black eyeliner, makeup, like, what no there's no way that this is going anywhere so i i just like that was all of that first half of 2003 i was doing a lot of a lot of late night driving and i was doing a lot of radio listening and a lot of songwriting and playing drums and i was like again I, i've said this before but that, that was like a very very fun period of life my last year of, of undergrad yeah and and we got new audio slave album mm-hmm. right before that and i went to see audio slave like it was like a pinnacle moment so like you keep throwing in this afi band and i'm trying like, to trying to sour your music taste dude. exactly Ugh, gross so then leaving song part two comes out in august of 2003 i'm like well that seems like a pretty cool song and again i didn't have the money saved up I wasn't going to waste money. I had like all these grunge albums that yeah. I was absorbing. $249 for Sing the Sorrow. Ooh. No, thank you. Exactly. And then somebody I worked with who was older than me, oddly enough. Again, I was 22-ish when this came out. And then somebody older, she was like, man, she was like 34. Oh my God. Numbers go oh, up that high? She Gross. was fucking old, dude. And she had like teenager children and oh, like... <laughs> and she was like, oh, my kids really like this album and I like this album. So she brought it to work one day and I was like, oh, hey, like I've heard two songs on there and, you know, Girl's Not Great. Not, it's, it's all right, whatever. But like Leaving Song seems like a cool song. And so I'm sitting here just like, I can't listen to now music. Now music sucks. Yeah. Everything about the now is is the worst. Linkin Park, Audio Slave is just good because, you know, Chris Cornell, that, that's good. But, you know, I've tried he listening to Nickelback. He was grandfathered in. <laughs> I've tried listening to Nickelback. I've tried listening to Default. And all of them have been shit. So music from now is the worst. But man, I, when I, I borrowed this album, and I remember listening to it just that one time and being like, this album's not bad mm-hmm. at all i'm still not going to go buy it but this album's not bad and i remember obviously listening to leaving song and then bleed black Ooh, was bleed an black interesting song good. and then silver and cold comes on i was like oh this song like has that potential to get really good and then like dancing dancing through sunday i was like oh that song is so fucking cool um and then girls not gray i was like well you know it's pop whatever <laughs> 
<laughs> so like I, so I remember listening to it and having a good time with it. And then I didn't listen to this album until you and I became friends and you, 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 you gave me all of their albums in 2008. Mm-hmm. But I always remember that. And by then silver and cold had been getting played on K rock. And that's when, you know, this band is like the biggest thing. <laughs> they like, were K-Rock old in 2008. <laughs> <laughs> so I was like, well, this band is, is definitely going to be around for a while. And at least I like, I like a couple of these songs there. Um, and silver and cold was always a one was a cool one to hear on the radio when you're creating music and look, listening to the way that song is put together. Yeah. And you got like your, your, your little like electronic drum beat thing. It's in three, four as yeah. well, which is not, being a drum drum wise and trying to like, Oh man, only good songs are in three, four. We need more three, four songs. Yeah. (laughs) It has that pop structure to it too, which is, you know, a lot lot of bands have been embracing over the past 20 years too, you know, they're and you know, pop, you know, mid two thousands or so like early two thousands, mid two thousands. Like prior to that, the word pop was like a bad word, especially if you were a rock fan or a rock musician. So Mm -hmm. like they, they started embracing that and it to greater effect like it really helps song structure it really helps yes. like melodies it really helps like your song writing you know mm-hmm. to kind of copy what pop what a pop artist does so like I, that and speaking of sing the sorrow or yeah sing the sorrow as a whole there's a lot of like pop influence into there and it, it and it's one of the greatest albums greatest rock albums of all time if you ask but us then, and then when you like absorb their discography the goods the not so goods this album doesn't fit <laughs> with a little bit the rest of their albums yeah. in a weird sort of way. Like you can definitely go back and look at it like, well, yeah, this was the one where they're like, we're on the cusp of our huge, huge breakout. Mm-hmm. These are the songs we're going to do. It It's produced weirdly compared to the rest of their albums as well. Yeah. Going back, but you still can't deny that it was a huge gateway for yeah. many 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 people into this genre of music well i think even and, though that they were on interscope at this point uh, on this album like they were still they still had that indie band mindset they still had that nitro records like okay well i guess you know we're getting noticed we're still dark we're yeah, still very we're still dark. dark we'll still scream here and there and i think maybe a lot of people would agree that with sing the sorrow like this was a rock band doing some pop elements and then everything prior everything post this album they were doing pop music with rock elements into it at that point right so and prior to that they were doing everything else yeah (laughs) they were doing goth punk yeah with pop elements by the time uh art of drowning comes around but they perfected it yeah (laughs) so well there Mm -hmm. where this feels like oh man this is definitely the mainstream album that I, I don't need to go back and listen to very often. Right. Like I'll just stick with those, those first yeah, yeah, <laughs> album yeah. albums, three, four, and five. And then number six, it's, it's I'll, I'll, I'll let the masses hold on to this one now. Yeah. That's, that's where I'm at. Cause I'm a cool punk. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, as far as the song goes itself and my nomination for it, this is uh, one of the rare times where, you know, I'm, I'm going to nominate a song because it fucks hard. It fucks often. And it fucks with the door open. You know, it just, mm. it just, <laughs> it's just a song I fucking love. I don't have like an emotional attachment to it other than like being the song that like really got me into this band and like yeah. changed my music tastes forever, I guess, really. Um, but uh, yeah, it's just a fucking awesome song. I just have a lot of great memories uh, attached to it. And, mm-hmm. um, you know, it sounds like you do too. So we could yeah. literally do a whole episode on Sing the Sorrow. We, maybe we right. will one day, but, you know. Uh, let's Wouldn't go. it be... It- 
it became a moment that I started to enjoy listening to the radio again, yeah. which was like hard for me to finally break away from for good in 2012. And I was like, okay, I, I'm done with this. Yeah. I can't, I can't keep listening to silver and cold nine years <laughs> later and be like, man, the radio is fun to listen to, yeah. you know, I've had three it. albums since then, <laughs> yeah, Move on. <laughs> but like, it, it, I just remember thinking like, man, the radio is just, it's just where you need to be. And I was just like, like all those, all those Brian Fallon references to the radio that he talks about, like that was me in 2003. <laughs> like, this is, this is where you're going to get music. And, <laughs> that was that was it. I mean, you could I, I could go on to Napster if I was a cool underground kid, but I never did that because I was like a moral, upstanding gentleman mm-hmm. who never stole music. You wouldn't so, download a car, Adam, would you? No, I wouldn't. <laughs> <laughs> I never, and I never did. <laughs> so, All right, so shall we move on now? Great. Yes, let's let's jump in to my track here. Yeah, so Adam, so, you've got a great track. I think may, maybe my favorite track off of this album. I think I think I mean it's the penultimate track. Yeah. It's it's what the entire album is leading up to and then you take the whole second half of it to kind of like come down from that. Mm-hmm. Um so I know we did a deep dive on Saturday nights and Sunday mornings mm-hmm. by the Counting, by Counting Crows. Crows. Um I know this was an album that you were not super hyped on. When we went through it last mm-hmm. year, I believe it was. Yep. And because you were all about hard candy. I mean, you just love that hard candy stuff. Oh, yeah. And this both, album is so both different. the album and the, and, and the sweet <laughs> and, treat. And the candy. So I obviously in 2008, you know, at the peak of my songwriting prowess, um, latched on to this album and all of its allegorical metaphorical and other oracle kind of things because i was just like i need to get into a good songwriter's ability to write songs and i was just like oh man they're gonna do an album where it's like the first half is a certain way and the second half is the other way it's never been done before it's 2008 (laughs) so you know the concept albums all i knew at that point i guess was just american idiot Mm -hmm. and so I was very excited for this. Um, and man, I still cannot remember if I had gotten too far into their back history by this point. I feel like I might've finally jumped into earlier counting crows after I, I, I absorbed this album, but no, it's like, I just, I, I, I went into that. I was working with people who had done awful, terrible things in the name of their brains, not working right. And this first half of the album was all about a man going through his brain, not working right to the point where in the penultimate track, track six Cowboys, he is off the rails Mm. by Mm. this point. And the whole song is just this chaotic mess of delusions and homicidal rage and anger about what I was supposed to be, but I'm not. And I was like, dude, I'm 27. (laughs) I, have I've never had a child. I'm in a career. I'm married. Like I, that is me. I am full of homicidal rage and anger right now. (laughs) Anyway. All right. You just got put on a list. (laughs) I'm being facetious because my homicidal rage and anger got a lot differently as the years went by. But when I was 27, man, it was just like, man, fucking world, fucking Mike. He doesn't even know. (laughs) Um, (laughs) 
So I worked my way up into that. And I would go to the coffee shop and turn this album on and eat my lunch like, and smoke cigarettes and drink coffee like every Friday for several weeks. Mm-hmm. And I was like, man, there's something fucking awesome about this song. And I want to write this song. It sounds nothing like any other song this band has ever done. Yeah, and that's I think that's the reason why I, I latched onto it too. It, it it is like thematically it's a very important song and I think even to this day too with like, you know, we're we talking a lot about like mental health especially with men and like men's place in the world these days and you know what defines men and masculinity and things like that. So this the song really is like ahead of its time uh as far as like lyrically um, yes. So yes, and people were not talking about that. I mean, even though we were still experiencing all sorts of terrible mass shooting kinds of things, right, which the song touches upon as well. Yeah. So I feel like it's even more in the forefront now, fifteen years later. Yeah. But um, uh, let's go ahead and uh, start the song over here, so the listeners can listen to it on their own, and then we'll talk about we'll swing back around and uh, talk about it a little bit more. So this is the song "Cowboys" from Counting Crows. Trails and Circle K killers, and I know I could look at anyone but you now. I could fall into the eyes of anyone but you now, 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 now. So come on, come on, come on, come on through now. Come on, come on, come on, come on through now. This is a list of what I should have been. I should have seen, but I'm not seeing. Look in your eyes as fingertips lit on your neck and made you shiver. I'm just turning away from where I should have been because I am.
the satellites are watching through our windows. She says she doesn't love me like, like she's acting, but it's as if she isn't talking, cause Mr. Lincoln's head is bleeding on the front row while she's speaking. I said, come on, all you cowboys, all you blue-eyed baby boys, oh, come on, all you dashing gentlemen of summer, I'll So, shall we get shall we get back into it? It's a tough one for me because I already know all the lyrics, but I'm like, you guys should probably listen to it with the lyrics as well. Yeah, right? and I think that's <laughs> and it's kind of the point of us like playing it first and then let and then and talking about it a little bit later. So uh, let's go and talk about it a little bit later and talk about it right now. All right. So again, even that guitar fucking riff to open it is more chaotic than anything this band has ever done before. Yeah. And it's the band jumping out into a whole different realm. And then you got Adam Duritz's ability to paint a picture, again, in a pre-Brian Fallon world. Mm-hmm. It's a whole different whole different kind of thing. Um, and yeah, by this point, you've already like built yourself up to him being like crazy from everything he's going through. And um, yeah, he's just it's just a dude in a car driving trying to figure out what the hell is going on in his head yeah and it's, it's just that stream of consciousness kind of thing yeah almost kind of kind of like trying to relate his own life and his own experiences to the awful things that are going around around the world mm-hmm. with, with with you know right. mass killing and he's just coming he's coming out of a breakup a bad yeah. breakup with a chick like we all do yeah that's this it's the, the adam duritz experience really <laughs> so yeah this is a list of the things that i should have been but i'm not this is the list of the things i should have seen so again it's just like all these things like i didn't do this i was supposed to do this and this and this and what the fuck and why and it's all society's fault and it's your fault and it's dad's fault and it's just like yeah it's just like this manic stream of consciousness but again it goes back mm-hmm. to that, like that 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 thing that we're talking a lot about in society these days again way ahead of its time like 
men's place in the world, what we're supposed to be, what we're like the things that we were groomed to be as young men, especially in this country. Like we're supposed to be leaders. We're supposed to be strong. We're supposed to be emotionally at our core, like stoic and stoic and like you know not sensitive and things like that. And then when we're not those things, when we grow up like with our you know with emotionally complex and maybe we haven't been as successful as we were supposed to be groomed to be we put that on ourselves and like that's like in just those few lines it invokes right. all of that emotional stuff oh man i know and just the feel the feel of the verses mixed with the highly visual lyrics mm -hmm. and then this part ooh, this little pre-chorus slash whatever you want to call it everything just falls out that guitar in the back it's just it's fucking chilling yeah. every and time the way he delivers those lines especially at that point that point right there it's just Mwah. that's like that's a, that's some perfect brian fallon shit again brian fallon does not come up with an original fucking idea <laughs> at all <laughs> i know I, I have to agree with you and this little third verse here where again everything just kind of drops out Except for that, after this fucking chaotic guitar solo, this this is like the most heavy metal guitar solo Counting Crows can ever do. Yeah, I forget the name of the guitarist, um, but yeah, it's it's fucking dope. And then this, oh, it's just drums and bass, baby. Because mm. all the satellites are watching through our windows. She says she doesn't love me like like she's acting. Ooh. See, it's it's all fucking crazy. Oh. It's all fucking delusional. And you and and you got your your masculine imagery. Come on, all you cowboys and all you blue-eyed baby boys. And come on, all you dashing gentlemen of summer. So again, he's just you're all over there. <laughs> all these perfect visions of America, and I'm over here as this fucking piece of shit. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's so like, why why wouldn't I? Why wouldn't I go crazy? Yeah, in this and that's something too. Like again, to not to keep belaboring this point but like that's just something that like we like a lot of men especially these days or during the era we were growing up like we had to contend with we don't fit this mold of what the, the mold what the perfect man should be mold. right so then we, we we put it on ourselves and then we self-loathe and internalize it and then make and ourselves then externalize believe, and then we externalize then in very externalize. toxic ways and, and unfortunately some men in this country externalize that by by creating violence you know and then look at me so please won't you look at me because i'm not seeing you look at me mm. oh man and then he just closes this out i will make you look at me or i am not anything oh it's fucking God. crazy yeah it's it's so chilling too and the, and the way he delivers the line too you can really hear the pain and the emotion coming through his voice such a dark song there's like again I, I love songs that are like sad songs or dark songs that are presenting as happy songs <laughs> i don't know if you can say this one's presenting happy i mean like if you just listen to the music without diving in di diving into the lyrics i'd be like mm. oh yeah let's fucking party bro this is a cool ass song let's mosh bro let's, let's mosh, mosh bro <laughs> <laughs> good guitar solo i know and, and even going back to that one about she says she doesn't love me like she's acting mm. and then you think about oh yeah he's he, he's dated a lot of actresses hasn't he yeah you know <laughs> can or you imagine Hawk, 
when you're like in an argument with somebody who is like a professional actor and you just, you get into that, you would get into that delusional set where you're like, I don't know if this is really this person or if they're just, they're just pretending. Yeah. Playing like, a character. Right. That's why I can't, I would never be able to date an actress. Cause I, that, that would be what was going through my head all the time. <laughs> Thanks to this song. Yeah. I would have never even thought about that until that. And then, uh, actresses are, are kind of crazy sometimes yeah there's like so much to unpack with the song cowboys like there's there's socio-political things there's 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 his own personal life there's mental health things again so ahead of its time and like and and and, and as you heard the song like really holds up to this day it's, it's just Oof. a fantastic song yeah. all around and i i wish this band could make something interesting like this again <laughs> It's almost like like this album kind of tore them apart in that way, where it's like we went so emotional that let's we we got it out of our system mm. to the point that they don't need to make albums to succeed anymore. Like they're, they're not consistent. No, I mean, it and, is like the last of their interesting. I mean, granted, I haven't heard their whole discography. I think I stopped at this one, right? Or was yeah, it the next yeah. album? But uh, yeah, I mean, like from what you've told me, like they just kind of stopped being an interesting band after this right and then it became very kind of normal what you would expect from that. a band like this right <laughs> yeah they just kind of went back to sounding like themselves again <laughs> with even less edge and it's great i mean adam duris is in a great place in his life at this point and you can tell he was not when he was writing this yeah so that's okay for him but i, I, I wish the, the art would have been continued to be interesting, but yeah, I mean, everything else with this album, I know, uh, did you go back and listen to it this week? The I full did. album? Uh, yeah. Not the full album. No, but I think, you okay. know, because it's been slow, this is another one I, I should re I should revisit because we, you know, we did that track by track and it was more of like, not a track by track review, but like a track by track. Hey, Mike, you need to understand this album better. <laughs> and I did get a <laughs> yes, lot of great perspective right. from talking that's to you right. about it, like from each track. So like, and I, I remember I'd listened to it again after that episode and I got a better okay. understanding about it. Thanks to it's you. Different. So, um, yeah, it's, I, I would love to revisit this again. So I think I'll do that this week. I know. And, it, and it, it, it's, it's an interesting journey for sure. Um, for me, it's like, I, I, I put myself so much into the same headspace that I was in, in 2008, listening to it, where I just like, I allowed it to just kind of take my brain in many mm -hmm. different directions. And that was, that, that was the cool part of it. So it's like jumping into it now with, without the history. I don't know. It, it, I don't know if other people can do it as well, but that, that track it is why it might be, it could be oh the greatest song <laughs> in the world. Damn it. I'm the only one who didn't do that. <laughs> Shit. <laughs> that means my song loses. So, hey, folks, uh, we just want to remind you guys again, if you're listening to us on Spotify, we've got a poll down below. Uh, which one was your favorite? Was it Silver and Cold by AFI? Was it Cowboys by Counting Crows? Was it Marahoot by So Long Forgotten? King of Wounds by We the, we the Wild? Or Tunnel of Love by the first band to ever exist, Dire Straits? <laughs> <laughs> they started it all man they thank you all. so much to daniel and dave and thomas for submitting your songs and you know we've had a uh we've, we've had like one or two people over in discord to like be a little shy like they want to uh participate but they they feel this unnecessary pressure to like i, I need to choose the right song <laughs> a person listening to this who you know who you are hey man don't worry about it just like submit some songs bro like this is a judgment-free zone we're just here to talk about <laughs> songs that we love 
They could be songs that make us cry. They could be songs that make us laugh. Again, they could, just like the song I picked and songs that have been uh, uh, nominated in the past, they just could be songs that fuck hard and fuck with the door open. That's all it needs to be, dude. As long as the song you're passionate about, submit it, man. Like, you know, it it doesn't have to be like this big talking point. It just be a a song that makes us fucking bob our head and be like, this song bucks and you know and that's what i love about this song uh about this segment is that like it unintentionally became a a way for us to like really get to know a lot of our listeners because like you can really tell a lot about a person based on like what their favorite songs are and you guys have to go and do a write-up i feel like mike and i have it easy because we can just kind of riff when we talk about the song if i had to go write up my exact feelings about any of this that that would be tough. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's not as fun as making your top 100 list. Oh. It's like actual, it's, it's, it's pretty hard. <laughs> yeah. And on that point too, like, you know, you say that you, you have to put up right up. I, I would say that's optional, but highly encouraged. Like, it helps a lot. Yeah. Cause I, I need, I need to know the backstory. I can't just listen to it and be like, Oh, I can assume why this yeah. is like, it, uh, man, Dave, Dave really likes, songs about people who tear themselves down yeah. just like dave as a person like i have no idea i, I have I, I i have to know the truth behind context, these songs context is definitely <laughs> king you know and and and, and I, I do put notes just like kind of like talking point notes when i'm when i'm doing my songs here uh but uh but yeah i mean like you got, we have it easy because we're the we're the fucking schmucks of this show but uh and we can just kind of like riff off of each other and like you know get, get reminded i do like I said, I do put bullet points so I can like I know what to say. But um, but yeah, I, I highly encouraged to, to to submit something. It doesn't have to be super long; it just be a couple sentences or so. But like, tell us why you love these songs. And again, as a reminder, you can do so either in our Discord linked below, or you can send us an email at the Skinny with Mike and Adam at gmail.com. We'll see you guys in July. Uh, so yeah, we we hope this uh, we hope this episode has inspired you to submit your greatest song in the world. Uh, but uh, Adam, besides these five songs what else have you been listening to this past week what else have i been listening to and what will you be listening to in the coming weeks well i listened to that new matchbox 20 album yeah and i was very impressed oh very impressed box 20 album i i went in with low hopes low expectations and they exceeded those low expectations. I was very, very surprised by how much I enjoyed some of these songs. Um, yeah, the, the first couple tracks are not good. I was, I was not a fan of those. But the middle of this album was, was, was all right. I, I was very impressed. Yeah. Um, this is the like, album uh, "Where the Light Goes" by Matchbox Twenty. Yes. Their first album in eleven years, is it? If I remember correctly, 2012 was the last one. So Ooh. yeah, 11 years. I know Rob Thomas has done like two solo albums in that time. Um, the guitar player released a solo album in 2018. Oh, cool. That I'm curious to listen to because he, he did a track where he sings um, on North and he also did a track on this album uh, called I Know Better. And it, that's, a, that's a really good song. Where I he sings? Mm-hmm. Yeah, oh, he's doing... It's, it's very much like kind of like uh, Goo Goo Dolls kind of thing. Yes, but it's just it's just the one track, oddly enough, and, and he, that's never happened before. Before North. Oh, cool. So that was a really good song. Yeah, really tracks three. Man, yeah, three through eleven. I, I'm 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 giving thumbs ups too. Nice, dude. Um, Rob Thomas's voice sounds different. Like it still sounds like him, but 
I don't he's know if a, it's just because he's older. He's now. a distinguished older gentleman now. He is. He's 51. Whoa. Holy shit. I know. <laughs> yeah. He doesn't look that much older, oddly enough. You know, for a guy who's, who's claims that he's still, he's still drinking pretty regularly. Uh, he, he's, he's, he's hanging in there pretty well. I'm going to look him um, up. So I, 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 I would like to recommend this album to my friends. If you enjoy other matchbox 20 songs and tracks, I, I wouldn't say the lyrical content is as emotionally biting as the mad season days, but that's okay. I, I don't need that at this point in my life. Um, but yeah, mo- most of these middle, middle tracks are, are enjoyable to listen to. Um, looks like, uh, Paul Doucette, who's the currently the uh, rhythm guitar player, but the, he used to be the drummer mm-hmm. back in the early days. And then he, when the original rhythm guitar player left um, after their third album, he moved from drums to rhythm guitar. And uh, I, I always felt like, man, that was where the band started going downhill. <laughs> really, mm. But this was a step up. So I, I like that. He, he wrote a couple of songs on here. I don't think he sang. I'd have to check. Yeah, he didn't sing on those tracks, but he did write um, Warm Just Blood, which is a good song. Credits, yeah. yeah, he wrote uh, Hang On Every Word, and he wrote uh, No Other Love, which is a really good song, too. So, yeah, I'm, I'm impressed by this album. I gave it a 9 out of 12. That's a great right. score, dude. So it inspired me to finally go back and listen to the Rob Thomas solo albums that I had been putting off since he dropped his first one in 2005. Mm-hmm. And... Uh, yeah, something to be, which was a big hit. That was quite the popular album at the time. Um, yeah, it went, it, it ranked pretty high. It went to one number one on Billboard wow. back in the day. This has all of the the big hits. Um, this is how a heart breaks. Lonely no more. I mean, Mike, you probably heard a lot of these songs on your work overhead. Oh yeah. Thing. <laughs> so, I don't wanna be lonely no more. <laughs> I don't wanna be lonely. <laughs> and uh, ever the same. I recognize that song. Fall on me. It's like the ballad right there. Mm-hmm. So uh, this album was good in the first half. Like the first seven tracks were really good, mm-hmm. and then it just like kind of falls off a cliff. Oh <laughs> no! <that>. So again, <laughs> two thousand five. I remember seeing these ones like on VH1 back in the day. Um, so yeah, and then the track eleven, Street Corner Symphony. Featuring John Mayer on guitar. John Mayer? John John Mayer at the height of his powers in 2005. So that was a pretty good song. I I remembered that one as well. And I'm sure if you heard that, you'd be like, oh, yeah, this was played many times at at my work. It's a a pretty memorable guitar riff to start. So standard edition, I gave this an 8 out Out of 12. 12, yeah. And then um, I also had the... I guess iTunes deluxe version with the two bonus tracks. Uh, and one of those was a good track. The other one was not. Okay. So, you know, like a nine out of 14, if you're counting in the bonus tracks. So yeah, I was happy to finally listen to it. I've been avoiding it because I know they're long albums. It's a good, like almost an hour with the bonus tracks, but you know, for me, Rob Thomas, given, given him that, that, that chance and remembering that the dude's a good songwriter. This is just more of his, I, I mean, this could have easily been a matchbox 20 album, but it's got more pop elements to it. Yeah. I, I guess that's kind of like, I wanted to belabor that point too. Cause like, 
I, I always get lost in like, what is the Rob Thomas solo song? What is the Matchbox yes. 20 song? Because I, I don't always mm-hmm. know the difference. Right, right. And and Matchbox 20's third album, More Than You Think You Are, was definitely more pop-leaning than they had been on their, their first two albums. Inspired by the solo albums, right? Right. So, I mean, this is just like going a little bit more fully into hey, let's make this guy like more of a pop star as opposed to like just a post-grunge songwriter kind of sounding guy. Mm -hmm. So it's got more like horns and kind of electronic elements in it. But, you know, for nine of those 14 tracks, it's still pretty good. There's a few ballads on there that are, some are good and some are not. (laughs) Well, I mean, that must be pretty refreshing too. Like it didn't sound like you were going to, you were going into this matchbox 20 album, like with high hopes or anything, but like, no, you know, it, 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 it it sounds like it it really impressed you. And like, it, it, it really kind of brought back your, your, your love and your passion for this band. It did. And I mean, obviously listening to mad season a few times, trying to figure out which track to do for last month. Mm -hmm. It's like, man, I feel like I need to listen to the rest of this dude's stuff just to give me that full view. And there's plenty of time for it now. Absolutely. So, as well. awesome <laughs> so I'm jumping, jumping into cradle song from 2009. That's a kind of a long time. I know the matchbox 20 got back together and did an EP slash greatest hits album in 2007, which is not very good. So I don't recommend that. Mm. Um, and so then 2009, yeah, this, this one has a, a few tracks that I recognized as well. I didn't realize I was still hearing Rob Thomas played on overhead speakers <laughs> at this point, but yeah, her diamonds, the opening track is definitely, uh, uh, it was the lead single. So I remember that one a lot. And then I think there might've been one or two others that I was like, Oh, Hey, I do know a fair amount of this. So yeah, I mean, so far so good. It's still pretty long coming in at 52 minutes. And uh, yeah, I'm just gonna keep on taking taking that journey. Nice, dude. That's kind of that's kind of where I'm at right now. Cool. Yeah. Just again, old music better. New music sucks. Um, <laughs> New music kind of can suck at times. <laughs> well, yeah, I haven't really been listening to much newer stuff over on my end. Um, I guess I, you know, just kind of going back here to the receiving end of Sirens. I checked out their last album, uh, The Earth Sings Mi Fa Mi. Uh, that's pretty good. Me. Pretty good. Yeah. Not, not I, 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 I can't say it's very similar to between the heart and the synapse. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, very, very much a different band. They kind of went in a different mm-hmm. direction because, uh, Mr. The deer hunter, like, you know, left the band and started his own project at this point too. Mm-hmm. So, um, but yeah, I think for what it is, it's, it's pretty cool. And, um, uh, yeah, I, I wouldn't say I go back to this, I, re- this record much, I think between the heart and the synapse, I think kind of, takes the edge as far as like my own personal taste goes but uh, yes definitely mathematically i gave them the same number but i would definitely give a, a bonus but to what the first does your album. heart feel you know my synapse tells me that it's the better one yeah uh so you know <laughs> so. other than listening to uh take me back to eden over and over again i've also been listening to uh taylor swift's reputation uh, oh no <laughs> so i've got a lot to say about this one now this is Coming off of 1989, like her big mega hit, I guess kind of the start of her, like the biggest pop star in the world era. Uh, this mm-hmm. is her follow up to that from 2017. 
and this is her fully embracing tabloid culture, and it, it mm-hmm. and it's well, look all, at the the album art. It's just yeah, all Taylor Swift headlines. All Taylor Swift headlines, <laughs> and she's like buried in the back of it. So you know, she's. That, I want to say I do what I want. <laughs> I want to say this is her doing performance art because mm. if I if I don't Gee. if I think about it if I if I don't think about it in that way, it really just comes off like bad taste. I really don't like these hmm. songs. Like these songs are just kind of like juvenile and kind of gross in a way. It's just her hmm. being like, uh, you guys are always talking about me. So I'm just going to be a bad girl, you know, cause I'm <laughs> is this like, I'm so creating bad. the character. I'm creating the character of Taylor Swift. At this I point? think she is, yeah. you know, I, and, yeah. and, you know, I was talking with my wife about it, who likes this album a lot. And hmm. like I, this album, obviously what for one, this album obviously wasn't written for me. Two, I don't know enough about Taylor Swift to understand the context of this album. I'm just going through these albums, just being like, hey, cool. This is one of the biggest pop art- pop artists in the world. Let's see what all the hubbub right. is about. So right. if you just go into it without reading into the context, and I feel like I had to, to kind of get to know this album a little bit, to get just kind of put it in a different framework. Because if you just listen to it, just on the context of its of these songs and these albums alone, oh boy, it's like some of these are just they come off as whiny they come off as like hmm. like like i'm hot shit and like you guys don't know what you're fucking sold, talking about so i've sold so many albums and you don't even know <laughs> that's not to say that there aren't good songs on here again ed sheeran and uh i guess this rapper future shows up on the song mm. on the song Endgame, which is track two yes um, anytime ed sheeran and taylor swift are collaborating Dude, I'm all ears because, like, again, this mm-hmm. is another great track. Ed Sheeran uh, collaborated with her on this on the album Red, one of my favorite songs on that album. Um, but yeah, ah, uh, man, like, I don't know. If there's much other here that I can really like. Oh, oh, the song "Delicate," this track five. That's a that's a genuinely really good like love song. Um, mm, but okay. I, other than that, there's really not much here. Like, I don't like the first track. It, and, and musically, though, like, I, I do have to applaud her musically going in like a very, very different direction. Even, even though 1989 was like a very, like the big pop album for her, like no country right. influences, but like, this is going to like trap. This is going into like, like weird, like dubstep pop electronica pop uh, elements. And I don't think it fits her aesthetic or her vocal style very well, but I do applaud her trying something different. If she's going for this, like, Oh, I'm a bad girl now because everyone says I'm a bad girl like then i think <laughs> this a, is like a good genre for her to explore if she's doing that as performance art so tell me about the track look what you made me do featuring right said fred <sighs> co- co-written by do i have <laughs> <to>? we talked <laughs> we we talked about it a little bit last week and i was kind of interested uh why they're co-writers on this song <laughs> so it doesn't it's it doesn't have like clips of the song or thing but i think it has like musical intersplices i don't know the song okay. i'm too sexy like okay i'm sure so they had big i'm sure they, they wrote other songs so it might have been taken from another right said fred song you know the other one oh, the other right. one the other one that they made right yes <laughs> that one um so i think there might be like little musical interludes inserted into the track whenever look okay. what you made me do comes on i just tune out <laughs> okay it's legitimately one it's of pretty- the worst songs i've heard in my life like i don't like this song at all it's got like this again it's leaning into like like oh i'm 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 
I'm bad Taylor now. <laughs> and it's like, and it's her just like propping herself up. Like I'm, I'm fucking a hot shit. Oh, hot shit. I'm 28 years old. I'm, I'm the hottest. Fucking, shit ever. But again, if, but again, if she's leaning in, if this is a character, I get it. But this song mm-hmm. is awful. <laughs> <laughs> Was there any discussion in this lengthy Wikipedia page about it being a performance art piece? <laughs> <laughs> it's just like the idea of her, like leaning into the uh, tabloid nature of her life and her, like, and, and, and now the drama kind of surrounding her. Cause like, I mean, to her credit, like, yeah, she might've had a lot of famous boyfriends, but like, that's nobody's fucking business. You know, who gives a shit? Is it, isn't it though? He's famous, Mike. She's famous. <laughs> John it's Mayer. My business. That song was written about oh, no. a John Mayer or maybe Man. Loki. What's his name? <laughs> Tom Hiddleston. That might've been they together too. They Man. dated at some point, but, uh, wow. and uh, then one of the, the Harry Styles, I forgot his band. Yeah, whatever that band. Those guys. Yeah, (laughs) this might have been the era also where she was also at least for a little bit dating uh, Taylor Lautner. So I was I remember Hmm. rooting for those two as a couple because I was like, if they ever get married, and she takes his name, then they'll both be Taylor Lautner. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. That would be so confusing. That would be fucking amazing, and I would love that. Uh, But. uh, yeah, this this album obviously is not for me. Uh, uh, I, I in order for me to get any some, sort of enjoyment out of it, I have to like see it as performance art. It got some like kind of mediocre reviews, at least here on Wikipedia. I, I not can, Rolling Stone. Rolling Stone's like four out of five, baby. Oh this my god, greatest shit! Ever. Oh, what does Sputnik Music think about it? <laughs> but uh, uh, they're not on here. <laughs> but I, I I think yeah, even if you listen to it just as an album, like. There is that kind of tonal shift that I don't think people are were prepared for, uh, and again, I don't I don't think this genre of like pop and trap and a little bit of hip hop like really matches her 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 her, her uh, sensibilities and her and her and her kind of vocal range. Uh, but again, I, I applaud her for trying something new. That, that 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 that's something very bold, especially with somebody at from her like status in the pop world. So there you go. You know, there looking you forward now to Lover of 2019, I don't recognize any of these song titles. So mm. I hope this is something different. And I'd hope this isn't like just kind of expanding on where reputation left off. So I hope this is maybe back to the 1989 or maybe even prior to that, or maybe even her going to a new genre. So I haven't listened to it at all. I'm sure at some point I'll listen to this and be like, oh, I recognize that song. That's something that my daughter liked in 2019 or whatever. So maybe we'll maybe. see. I'm getting closer and closer to her, to the folk era of her career. So just have to get through the, yes. you know, finally, <laughs> finally got over the hump of reputation. So, you know, the hoping lover is, uh, is, is something a little bit more, uh, in my personal taste, at least. Okay. Cool. But, cool. Uh, for this week, I am just listening to, you know, I think I'm going to drop this, but because uh, I'm not really into it, but like uh, Midtown put out a, a four song EP of covers called We're Too Old to Write New Songs. So here's a, here's some old songs we didn't write. Uh, luckily, I'm not, uh, I, I guess maybe the song Pump It Up by whatever that band is that wrote that song Pump It Up. Like that's the only song I recognize. 
So these are songs that I don't recognize. So it's, it's all new to me, baby. So mm, okay, I don't know. But just not not the most interesting of releases. Nah, it sounds like okay. it sounds it sounds like Midtown. So I, I think I might just uh, drop this at this point. But I'm also listening okay. to uh, the newest album from The Annex, a band that I keep giving chances to because I, re- I really think they're an interesting band. Uh, this is their album, Night Vision. Uh, this might be album three or four from them at this point but uh, yes. i think you they have them to a to a, to the one of the wife swaps i remember that yeah one of the wife swaps yeah exactly uh came, <laughs> wife came back changed person uh but <laughs> i think this I band like talking about my annex <laughs> <laughs> uh but uh i think this band has all the pieces to be a great band and like there's there's some great songs that this band puts out but like they've never had an album that like it's just fully on a ama- full on like amazing. Uh, I think this might be like the closest that they get. I've only listened to it like two times at this point, but um, I, this, I don't know. This I'm band is just one. a solo project right now, right? I don't know. I honestly don't know here. a thing about the, the about the annex. They have a Wikipedia page. Oh, they maybe I should read that. A <laughs> hundred fucking albums here. Ah, um, unless I'm looking at the wrong annex, but it's electronic rock, new wave, synth rock. That's the band. Yep. Okay, yeah, there's going back to 2004. We got one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. Good God, ten albums. You brought one to the to to the swap. Yes, but I don't remember which one it was. It was the 2017 album Ephemeral. So that was their fifth album. Oh my God. (laughs) Yeah. Well, and man, he's. uh, It looks like he went kind of solo as of 2018. Interesting. Okay. I mean, Just it's a, it's an electronica project. So like there, there mm-hmm. are rock and roll elements to it. So like, and, and again, in this day and age with technology these days, with AI music being on the rise and being extremely nope. popular, by the nope, way, Adam, it isn't <laughs> 2.5 thousand people are not extremely popular. <laughs> um, you know, you can do all that on your own. So if, you know, if Brandon Smith looks like his name, like is, is this so, is the soul, um driving force behind this band like he Mm. he can do all this himself but it sounds like this after after ephemeral it turned into a solo project yeah what it says here okay well that makes much more sense um but yeah it's it 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 sounds like the songwriting is just getting a little bit tighter now and like some of these songs are a little bit more cohesive and well paced as an album uh but i'm excited to you know continue on with this album going forward uh so with that and taylor swift's lover i don't really have much uh by way this week but uh you are just I, I, i'm nothing I'm right going into uh the grief album that oh is. that's right foo fighters not all of us wanted to listen to the foo fighters since the last one in 2021 it might have been but i remember the name but between I, 2021 I, and now some important oh, things have happened in the I band's know. history so, I was totally done with this band after their last one, but they, they sucked me back in. Mm. Um, they just needed to have some, something, something important happen. Ooh. And here, here I am Ooh. still listening to them. <laughs> well, how are you enjoying so, it so um, far? So it's called, but here we are. Um, I, I don't know what to make of it so far. There's definitely sadness and you're just trying to figure out like, okay, is this sadness and grief song about, taylor or is it about his mom mm-hmm. i guess i'll figure that out more so it seems like the most personal foo fighters album i've heard and i think that helps a lot yeah um, i mean it helps when you're it, listening it, to an artist and they have something to say right you know? i mean you gotta go back to 
um, oh god, the the album where they visited all the cities and had the documentary on oh, yeah, HBO, like Sonic something, Sonic, Sonic Highways. Highways. Yes, yeah. like that was ambitious. That was like a f- funky, interesting theme. Yeah. Of which not many of the songs are very fun to listen to. But again, um, you gotta applaud the 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 concept, and you gotta applaud yes. them like stepping out and trying new genres. So I feel like this is the most interesting album since then. That was like 2013 or 14, so it's, it's been a while. And I, I liked Wasting Light from 2011. That was the last time I like legitimately enjoyed something from this band. Um, there's a track on here called "The Teacher" that is nine minutes long. And I feel like everything about everything is thrown into this nine minute minute epic shit. And so I'm like, okay, there's parts of this that I know are already good, but there's also parts where I'm like, this is not very fun to listen to yet. Okay. But over the week I will go deeper and deeper with that track and we'll see where the rest of the album takes me at this point. Yeah. So, well, let me know what you you think too. Cause like I, uh, this is a band like I kind of tangentially, like just be based, just based on your recommendations it might be a band at some point i'll do a deep dive on because what is this album 11 for them Whew. yeah it's, it's I don't over recommended i don't recommend a deep dive at all okay not a problem <laughs> like pretty much everything is like consistently 50 50 mm. um with like the the singles are the standouts you know the, this band has never surprised me with with a hidden gem somewhere along the way even when i'd listen to their album like oh that song's really good then it ended up being being a big single for yeah. them. <laughs> so. Yeah. And remind me, this is your wife's favorite band, right? I think I've heard her say that before. I'm pretty sure Fleetwood Mac is Fleetwood? her favorite band, oh, okay. but she hasn't, she's only listened to a couple albums from them. So. Oh, okay. <laughs> if, if not only one. Yeah. So I, she doesn't have a favorite band, oh, okay. but she does like this band and okay. she can sing monkey wrench. Like it's nobody's business. Nice. She knows that that song backwards and forwards. It's awesome. It's so fucking hot. Very cool. <laughs> <laughs> oh, damn it. She now he's going to make another baby. Damn it. I shouldn't have said it. it. She screams it to me in bed all the time. I'm like, <laughs> yes. But anyway. <laughs> You'll be her monkey wrench. Uh, but yeah. So yes, let me know what you think about this one. Because, you know, I, I, I don't have the history with Foo Fighters really. Um, uh, you know, and, and I just I just listen to stuff at your recommendation at the most for the most part with this band. So yeah, let me know what you think. And it, it sounds like okay. it's an emotional one. And you know me and emotions, fuck them. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I know. So that that was my first thought after I listened to it. I was like, yes, the Foo Fighters are back to being a fifty fifty band, <laughs> <laughs> which is the most you can hope from them, I guess. <laughs> so, that was, so that was my first initial impressions. Um, but yeah, we'll we'll see. We'll see. Very cool. <laughs> and this has been a roller coaster of an episode, dude. So like again, <laughs> sincere th- thank you to our listeners, Daniel, listener Dave, and uh, listener Thomas. Thank you guys so much for helping to make the show better. Uh, and helping to make this monthly segment uh, so much better. We love your, we love listening to these tracks. We love getting to know you through these tracks. And uh, if you are out there too, and you just want to submit something because you think it's the greatest song in the world, hey, do so, man. Like we'd we, we'd love it. Like, we'd, we'd love to. It, 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 my my goal and Adam, I know he jokes about it, but like my goal is to like make this like such a big segment that like this is the only thing that we do now. So if we just continue getting <laughs> uh, submissions, that's like, it becomes overwhelming and we have to split it up between different episodes. Hey, that means we're doing something right, dude. And, uh, and uh, so, I think so, so again, uh, if you're listening to us on Spotify, you can vote for what your favorite song was down, uh, down below. Uh, it, and also if you, sub- if you listen to us on Spotify, please make sure you subscribe because uh, your, your, your daddy's Mike and Adam 
uh, we need to eat three meals a day again, and we can't Talk do that. Roman, please. <laughs> and we can't do that unless we get advertising revenue from their show. Uh, so uh, yeah, Spotify changed the rules or whatever. I, I want. I don't. We don't need to get into it. But uh, but again, I had a great time with this episode. Love talking individual songs and deep diving into them, and uh, you know dissecting important socio-political things with the counting pros and <laughs> right <laughs> but uh yeah that'll, that'll do it for us for this week so we hope that uh you know it, it's june which means we're probably going to be doing our mid-year check-in with our bets mm. and where we are with the draft and all that stuff yes. too so uh we'll, we'll we'll get to that maybe the next episode but uh, we'll uh, we'll talk about it off air but uh for my co-host adam i am your co-host mike and like we say you know we you know we i know i said i was going to do this all the all the time and i kept forgetting to do it but you know with the dire straits coming back into our lives we're doing the walk on life now baby do you hear that in the background (laughs) we're doing the walk on life just make sure you play the studio version not the uh, live version that was my mistake i'm so sorry because the live version like gives it some credibility (laughs) studio version man oof man possibly the corniest song ever written (laughs) It really was. And it was just that, that the bass player who was like, no, we should not put this on the album. <laughs> and he got outvoted by the rest of the band. Uh-huh. And here we are. Enjoy, America. Enjoy. <laughs> Doing the walk-off live. See you, folks. <laughs>